so much pain I'm like when's it gonna stop so much pain cause my life's been a lot so much pain I'm getting tired of these blocks I'm in last place right now but I soon reach the top so much pain I'm like when's it gonna stop Welcome back <laughs> to Last Place Podcast to the Last Place Podcast uh, episode eighteen. Uh, special guest in the house. We're gonna come back to ya. This is the first time in like a month we've had a guest now. Uh, so yeah, shout out to all the previous guests. Shout out to the guests that couldn't make it. Uh, next season, yeah, we got ya. Uh, but yeah, episode eighteen. Uh, I'm your host, Young Double, the sexiest man alive, sex of trans, sex of veli, sexosaurus rex, all, all of the above, short but sweet today. I'm alright, we got your boy Big Tycho, Tycoon Hunter, Mr. Chestnut Checkers. Yeah? Damn. Mr. Master of the Universe, that's my next thing. Yeah! <laughs> master, master of the Universe. Yeah. <laughs> that's my next thing. That's my next that can run, that can run. On the left, a very special guest. In the building today, the season finale. Talk to mm. them. Oh shit! I'm doing my own intro. Yeah, yeah. Go by Yo, I go by the name of Jay So. You know, if you know me, I'm a entrepreneur, uh, mindset coach, a creative. You know, what I'm saying uh, a thought leader, somebody that's deep. You know, what I'm saying I'm here to change the world. That's what I'm saying. What else? What else? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> We're gonna go into all of that. So, yeah. Say less. That's me right there. But yeah, um, come back to you again, bro. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in for all of these the weeks, the months. Uh, we've been going for about seven, eight months now. It was seven months. We started in like March, didn't we? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, thank everyone for tuning in, sharing, liking, subscribing, uh, doing all that good stuff. Uh, it's it's helped, man. It's helped uh, expand, grow, uh, all of that good stuff. But yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. That was the other one, Mister. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not the best of these ones, are you? It's early morning, bro. But yeah, back to you, Jay. So talk to us, bro. I so, mean, this was well overdue. Well overdue. 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 Well, you so. know what's mad? We told you that you was gonna be the season final from the start, didn't we? Uh, you know, like obviously you said it, but mm-hmm. I was, I was cool with whatever. So if it was like, yo, fifth episode, I need, need you, then I would have been here. So. We, we, have to, we have to finish with you I'm, to. I'm glad to be here Because I know we've got a lot to talk about So mm-hmm. For sure Let's mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to us How Do we know each other All of us How did, how did we all meet I want to hear it from your mouth How did we meet mm-hmm. um, I think me and you connected in the club mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. Through I think creative stuff We were mm-hmm. just talking creative stuff Games All of that And I was like Yo yeah, this 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 guy is really creative and like I was like, okay, cool. Um, I think I had some ideas. You had some ideas, all of that. So we started talking some more because you know how it is. You don't really want to be making friends with employees in most cases because yeah, yeah, yeah. it can cause problems. But you know, there's there's special people. Sometimes you meet special people, and you're like, you know what? Exceptions is cool. So I think for me that was Shaq, um, and then. You know, that relationship develops outside of work. Um, and then through you, I met Hunter, which is another different version of Shaq. And that's why we're here today. That's why we are here today. And last place podcast, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, talk to us about how everything started then. Like, what made you get to this stage where you're at now? 
You can just run through it briefly. Um, I would say um, what I did in my teens was I was exploring a lot of options. So I was playing football, I was making music, um, and I was into business. Um, but as I was playing football, you kind of realise that, you know, it takes a lot, do you know what I mean? And it takes a lot of hard work and support from home. And at some point, I think I decided, okay, I love football, but I don't think football is going to be the one. I was making music, I loved music, I was putting a lot into it, but again, it was one of those where you need a lot of support and you need a lot of, um, you need to put that work in where you're either, at that time, I think you needed to be performing. If you're not like performing everywhere, going around the country, you're not really going to pick up fans and the internet wasn't as big as what it is now. Do you know what I mean? The um, platforms weren't as easy to navigate and create content to get out there. Um, so I kept trying, but I think at some point I kind of gave up as well. But I didn't stop. I just, you know, when you, you're like, okay, I'm not going to be the next Chris Brown. <laughs> like it, it, it didn't, it, you realise it didn't make sense kind of thing. Like I'm not going to be the next Chris Brown anytime soon. I still love music. I'll keep making it, but... There's something else that I was into, which was business. And I thought, you know what? That was more in my control. So I thought, how do I start a business? First of all, I need capital and um, I need to look for opportunities. But without the money, doesn't matter what opportunity I see, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it. So I started saving. I was saving from school. To be honest, saving was one of those things that I just did anyway because I knew I wanted to do a lot, but I didn't know yet. So I thought, let me set myself up. So I was saving from school, saving from college, and saved at uni. And as soon as I finished uni, I decided I'm looking for opportunities. And then that's when everything kind of started. Literally, after uni, I had uh, some money sitting there, really ready to go for business. And then I, um, I met somebody <laughs> that we're going to talk about, uh, and then just got into it from then. I think I haven't stopped since, and that was since 21, really. So you actually wanted to be a baller, like a like a baller, uh, as in a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no. I was playing football four times a week. I was playing God for the school damn. team. I was playing for a Sunday league team and a Saturday league team, and going to the park and playing football. Like I was, I was, I loved football. I was playing football in Nigeria before I came, so football was definitely something that I wanted to do. Like I was. Really so when, so when I see you on the weekdays and stuff, and you're like, oh, I'm going to play football. It's, I'm like, it might have like, <laughs> like Jason play football, but. It's, <laughs> It's, it's it's the norm. That's yeah, been, no, it's been that way. Hundred percent. It's been that way since like my mom would tell you I had to come home from school with patches on my my uh, my shorts from falling over. Like literally, I have to change my shorts every month or something. Like like um, break time was a time for football. It wasn't break time. It was football time. <laughs> kind of like similar to here. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. in Nigeria, it's not grass. You know what I mean? It's like gravel. <laughs> it's gravel and gutter. <laughs> So you're, you're all over the place and you're young and you're falling and you're sliding and yeah, everything's getting ripped right, left and centre. But yeah, football was a big part of my upbringing and still love football now, but it's it's a very age-restricted game. <laughs> so you have to be real with yourself. No, if you haven't reached a certain point by a certain age, whew. So you're just using it for health, health, yeah. health and fitness and stuff now? And and just enjoyment isn't it like you lo I love the game mm -hmm. so I love playing it um, and it keeps me fit so why not you know what I mean and it's good it's good to I meet people through it as well somebody the other day someone stopped me oh, after the game they were like yo 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 like 
Yo, do you play for a team? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, yo, I got a Saturday league team, man. You should come and play for us. I was like, yo, I'm not being scouted right now. <laughs> In my old ass age, I'm getting scouted. I'm like, why didn't this happen like 10 years ago? <laughs> but I think that, that felt good. I won't lie for someone to approach you and say, yo, you, you're good, you know, like come and play for our team. I haven't played competitive football for ages. Like, I think, yeah, school, uh, college times. Since then, it's just been fun, really, just playing yeah. five-a-side, playing, you know, f- outside, whatever. But um, I haven't taken the person up on their offer because it's going to, I mean, you have to commit. Yeah, and yeah, I'm right yeah, now, yeah, 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 got yeah. so much going on, I don't know if I can commit. With the Thursday football, you could, I could just be like, yo, I can't make it this week. It's fine. The group chat's got like 100 people yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sub- hella substitutes on that, innit? Mm, so... Yeah, but it was it was good, man. It was nice. I was like, yeah, I still, I still got something. It's not sharp, but there's something there. So what so what inspired the music side and like further on the business side? Like, um, I where think did the inspiration come from? Music, um, if you're Nigerian, well, if you're Nigerian from a certain side, you're more than likely Christian. If you're Christian, you go to church every Sunday and probably, I don't know, another time in the week. And praise and worship and singing is just standard. So every Nigeria tell you, like, singing, dancing, performing is a normal part of church. So you kind of pick it up from there. And if you're good at it or if you've got something, normally people would tell you or you know yourself. So, like, I've always had a little something when it comes to music. Do you know what I mean? And um, when I started to realise, I started to lean into it a bit more as well. So... I'll make a little song and people are like, oh, this is really good. You wrote that yourself? You did? I'm like, yeah. But, you, you know, you build your own confidence and start to realise you've got something. So I started to do it and obviously, what you know, music is one of the most influential mm-hmm. entertainment you can have. Um, and growing up in the times of <laughs> Chris Brown, B2K, Usher, Voice to Men, even 50 Cent, Eminem, mm-hmm. all of that, like, it was just... Wow, 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 wow. So the inspiration level is just like, yo, I wanna I wanna make it, I wanna do something. So I remember I was one of the first people around that I knew bought equipment from eBay and I set up a little studio in my bedroom. This is school times by the way, like this is like towards the end of school and saving all this money you've been saving. That's what I'm saying. I buy. I was buying my own stuff. Yeah, 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 Do you know what I mean? And I'll go and research it. eBay. I bought a condenser mic. I didn't know what a condenser mic was back then. I had to research condenser mic. um, Bought like a Yamaha. uh, What is it called? Yamaha desk interface. Now, not even an interface. It was all yeah, like a mixing Yamaha desk with wires. The it had phantom power, but. It was that was about it. It had phantom power, and um, how how else was I connecting it to the computer? I can't even remember. But you didn't have I an interface with it now. I don't think I had an interface. I think it was through my um, sound card in there the was, PC or something. Yeah, okay, so like yeah, you know yeah. the input. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. like one with a converter that then connected into the. And how old was you at this card. point? Like sixteen or something. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then all my friends used to come to my bedroom. We used to make music. I used to think I was a producer and <laughs> be on the boards like <laughs> the next Diddy, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I was kind of ahead with those things. I was just proactive about the things that I cared about. Mm-hmm. I would save money and those things were important to me. So, I mean, if there was a wire that was broken, I would order it. Bluetooth, mouse, Bluetooth, whatever. Anything that I needed, I would just get. Um, because I enjoyed it and I used to make music and it used to help me get girls. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey you woke me up in that one. <laughs> Just go in the studio You make a beat <laughs> Jump in there uh, Yeah so I had the catalogue of songs I would send it to friends People would be playing it around Never got to like Like Birmingham Kind of uh, levels Where people were playing my stuff But around my own circles And friends in school And that people were playing my songs But that was good enough for me For then Yeah But I had bigger aspirations um, I started practicing hard Like doing Um Doing like warm ups every day, you know, working on my vocals, all of that. So stuff. you was you were singing and you were I was singing. singing, singing like he's a singer. Like every day, I'm sure my mom was sick of me. Like, <laughs> like, like, literally making mad noises. Um, but I really got good. But then I kept pushing the standard so high that I couldn't even catch it. So even when I was really good. I wasn't as good as Usher, so I wasn't good enough. Mm. Like, I just kept pushing my... I wanted to be as good. If not, I was not good enough. And then I think at some point, it paralyzed me in a way where I made good music, wrote good songs. I just didn't want to put them out because they just weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. But time's ticking. Like, I'm supposed to be building audiences with this. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to grow. You know, people are willing to watch you grow as long as you're willing to put in the work. But I was just like, nah, it's not good enough, nah. You know, I was a perfectionist. Mm. And, I, you know, even today, there's so much stuff I've got that no one's heard that I've just... I'm like, yo, you were good back then, man. You should have put that thing... Like, if you, if I kept putting those things out, I could have potentially built something, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. But I did put a few out, but nowhere near... But this is the beauty of, like, music and, like, um, timeless music. If the music is as good as you say it is, you could either re- release it whenever or you could give it to people and you, they can use it for, like, reference tracks and stuff like that, innit? So That's what I'm saying. It, will, it still has its, like, purpose somehow. True. You True. just have to give it purpose, innit? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man, that's music. And I think um, when I went to uni, um, I was also making music, trying to be a producer, all of that stuff. But, you know, the reality of finishing uni... Is like, what are you going to do now? What did you study? I did business and marketing. Okay. So what I did was, um, in college, I had to sit down and be real with myself and be like, do you want to go and study performing arts mm-hmm. to be an actor, which is like, same as trying to be a musician, which is like a long shot, even after you spend time studying, acting and singing and dancing, that doesn't guarantee you nothing. So I'm like, so how do you secure your future? But still keep your chances open to make these things happen. So I was like, I need to study something that I can actually practically um, be able to action myself that's in my control while actually still trying to pursue being a musician or actor or whatever. So that's why I chose to do business. Was this like, because uh, it usually used to be like, you know, that Nigerian background. Like they'll probably look at music or acting and be like, it's not really well that as a well. Thing, it? That as well, but I didn't care too much about that. My mom kind of did because she's like, oh, like, like, what kind of job can you get with that? Mm. And I'm like, an acting job. But was your mom just on you being just like a lawyer or something? She was like, like yeah, why time. don't you do like accounting or something like that? I mean, my mom 
is amazing. She's never put pressure on me like that, but she's always pushed her suggestions. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, nah. I was like, I'm going to do business because um, I, 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 business always fascinated me. The ability to take something, you know, and give value and then scale it and mm-hmm. have unlimited wealth, potentially, mm-hmm. that fascinated me rather than a job that was capped. So I thought, let me let me try and learn more about business because, you know, I mean, it's uh, and it gives you more of a free life. And I was a free kid, like I enjoyed my space. You know, what I mean, I, I was making music in my bedroom. I was going football. I was doing the things I wanted to do. So I enjoyed that freedom. So I was like, business is the only thing that would give me that freedom to be able to live a freer life. Um, so I chose business basically, and um, I started business, and I learned I learned some really important fundamentals about business while I was still trying to make music. And then um, when I finished uni, that's when I was like, okay, I need to I need to survive. Like I can't. So I, I, I thought, okay, let's go with the business aspect. And then kind of went in on that. And uh, I think slowly music just kept taking a back burner, back burner, all the way to the point where it's just for fun again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become a hobby. It's a hobby. Football and music are now hobbies that I think I'll forever do. And and it's probably a good thing because it will forever be my peace. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, I remember when I broke up with my ex before and I was going through it, bro, and I decided to go in the studio and for like six days, I just literally made a song a day and I was there all day, every day. And I literally... I zoned out of that heartbreak and I was like, wow, this shit is powerful. Now I get it. Do you know what I mean? And the mad thing is I didn't even write anything to do with the heartbreak. It was just, I was just making music. From from the the power of the heartbreak. The power of the heartbreak. Yeah. Literally, transferring the energy. It? it was just energy mm. that I shifted and, uh, but I didn't, you know, one of the things that I'm not great at, to be honest, is actually transferring my emotions into music. Mm-hmm. So I, None of the songs was about heartbreak at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was just about everything else. But it was therapy, and it proper, like, just pulled me away from it and definitely gave me time to just... It's like I was healing in the background mm-hmm. while I was making music, and I think that was a powerful thing. So I feel like it's something that I can actually rely on. If anything gets too stressful, if I feel, like, too much in my life at some point... I would just I'll just come in the studio and just lock myself in there for a week and I think I'll come out fresh again. You know? I feel that's interesting though because mm. you've kind of said that your entrepreneurial bug kind of hit later on in life where some people be like, since young I've been wanting to do this, I've sold sweets or I've sold this or sold that. Like it's interesting how your one's kind of been like, I was I liked football. I loved music. Mm. And then later on, studied business. And then mm. I realised, yeah, entrepreneurship. I mean, there was so, there was a level of entrepreneurship there. Um, but it's just, again, like everything else. You know what? This is this is the thing when you're actually decent at everything. <laughs> um, so I used to make computers as well. And in my head, I had a clear strategy. I'll make computers. I'll use them game. Mm-hmm. And then I'll sell them for like literally the same amount that I made them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or more. Um, because, you know, nobody in school times knew how to make computers. But I was hanging around with guys that are 24, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 10 years older than me. And they were teaching me how to do it. 
They knew everything about cracking software, downloading, you know, gaming PCs, games, network and internet, all of that stuff. So they were teaching me all of that. Um, so I'll, I'll either get them to make me one or I'll make one myself with them and then I'll use it for like a couple of months and I'll, I'll sell it to someone else that wants a PC and I'll make £100 on it or whatever. And that was part of me saving as well. So stuff like that, I knew I was... There's like some business aspect of entrepreneurship there. But um, I don't think I'd fully um, had the vision of me being a businessman at that time. Okay. I was just doing little, like, just, I was just hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, if you're Nigerian, you know that hustle is standard mm. because everyone had to hustle. Like, everyone in Nigeria today is hustling. Every household is hustling something because that's the only way you survive. Because there's so much people there and limited opportunity. Bro, even if you're selling mangoes, it's a hustle, but mm-hmm. every house is selling something. Mm-hmm. So I always had that in me, but I didn't ever envision myself as a businessman till um, I was going through uni and starting to think, okay, I'm coming towards the end. What am I going to do? And then I, I decided it was business and then started kind of thinking, started to inv- have that vision of myself. Like, okay, I can see myself... With business or you know exploring some opportunities or you know all of that stuff so yeah yeah that the actual action of it and the vision came later but the practice in its infancy was happening even through school just in bits and bobs just just not like yeah i'm gonna be an entrepreneur just like you know how it is like you buy something you know oh, you can make a little something mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, oh if i do this 20 times i get yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so well, this yeah. So you'd say the seed was planted yeah. then, but it wasn't like, in the background it was kind of watered, but you got to a point where you realised like, shit, like. The seed is, the seed existed. Yeah, it existed. But the vision didn't. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, vision yeah. was later, but the seed was there, yeah. You know, while others, the vision was there, even as young, they're like, yeah, I'm going to be a businessman. I'm going to, I'm going to shut my life away. <laughs> I'm going to sell so much and, be rich off this or yeah. I'm gonna, I mean, whatever it is so but my visions was more music and football that's what I actually I thought I was gonna be a superstar even more than football was music I, I actually thought I was gonna be a superstar I was I was already like yo imagining yo cameras skills sold out arenas sold out arenas yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean doing oh uh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yo everyone everyone has a dream and everyone has a dream a lot of people realize that sometimes the dream isn't what they thought it would be. And then, mm. like, but there's still, it will still be a dream of theirs. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. might still get to go on stage, but it might not be for you. Yeah. It might be yeah. for like an artist that you're working with mm-hmm. close by or doing whatever you ended up doing in the future. Let's say you ended up doing business and marketing or whatever. You could be doing the business and marketing for you, for the artist. So mm-hmm. you still get to go onto the stage and live that kind of life, but it just wasn't for you. But there's always means and mm. ways of doing it and stuff, in it? That's why I realized that I had to, um, I had to find ways to keep my dream alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the future, like now, I would love to have a record label to develop artists and, and take them from, you know, their, their upcoming stages to global stages. Mm-hmm. That I would love to do. That would feel like me still achieving my musical aspirations, even if it's through someone else. So that's still at the back of my mind to do. So... It's either if I can't do it, then I can help someone do it. And t- to me, it's it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, um, that's how you keep your 
dreams alive. Mm-hmm. Same with football as well. You know what I mean? Like in the back of my mind now, I've, I'm still making small moves to potentially have a football academy in Africa. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so much talent there. So again, living my football aspirations through them, you know, finding talent, nurturing talent, and then hopefully getting them to come and play in Europe or potentially starting a league, African league. I mean, hopefully I'm a billionaire and I can start stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, we'll get into that <laughs> at some point, but why that's important. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I'm glad that I indulged in those um, hobbies and activities because even today, you know, they're still at the forefront of my development, you know, that like hence, you know, the two things that I'm talking about, record label and football academy. You know, if I didn't have any interest in them when I was younger, I wouldn't want to do those things now. Mm-hmm. But because there was such a part of me, I know in the future I'm going to be part of those two things regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully I can I can help people with that as well. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that's something that I see with a lot of like successful people. Like when they get to a certain stage in their life, a lot of the things they do tend to come from like their childhood dreams or whatever. Like for example, like you know, Shaq, the basketball player. Yeah. Like he's a DJ. Yeah. But <laughs> people look at that and think, he's a DJ. Yeah. But he says like when he was younger, he was DJing. Mm. But now he's DJing in front of massive crowds and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. my mum used to rap in that as well. I was at some cold tunes, blood. Yeah. I got some of this stuff saying about Spotify and that. Yeah. Oh, it's on Spotify. Yeah. He had like albums with like top producers, like yeah. DJ Premier and all of them things. He got there. tunes with Biggie and that. Yeah. What? Yeah. Shaq. Shaq, yeah. Shaq was like. In terms of like black basketball and that, he was an icon and it, it mm. he went he was around all the hip hop crowd and mm. let it be known he loved music and all that kind of stuff. So Damn. He's I have well. never known about his musical side. Yeah, but mm. he's got a chin called You Can't Stop the Rain with Biggie. I got that saved on Spotify. Cold. Okay. Cold, cold, cold. I'm gonna search that up now. Make sure. So uh obviously just before we got into this, like the football and the music stuff, business, you said that obviously you built like capital. What was one of the first businesses that you got into? Or you invested in or whatever. Oh, you mean um, when I started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a club. That was the first one? The club was the first thing I ever did, yeah. Which club do you have to talk? Let so, um, so after I finished uni, um, I met Leon uh, in the gym and we connected actually on music. So we went and made one or two tunes together and then was talking business and then he was telling me about some other ventures he was doing. Sorry, this is Leon Extra, by the way. Leon Extra. He's Shut been, up. Uh, Leon Extra. Extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he then t- told me about some ventures that he was doing with events and stuff and uh, he was just like, you know, we could do something and I was like, actually, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> I've been saving my whole life for this moment and um, I was like, I'm in. So literally just like that, we ended up opening a club like less than a year after that. Um, and the whole thing was to take the events that he was doing, put it into a space that we own and manage and make double money because he was making money from events. Mm-hmm. It's like, but the clubs make money too. So if we can find a club, we'll make money on the event and on the club. So what was the name of the club? So the club was called TE Bar, True Entrepreneur Bar, which was, um, True Entrepreneur is like Leon's slogan for his life, for his, for him, which is a powerful thing. And we went with that because he was the person that was doing the events. So, yeah, Tiba, it was like revolutionary at that time. It was like two young black boys, Birmingham, literally something that's never been done before. Uh, opening a club, 
getting it busy and, and making hella noise. And um, that was that was that was special because the way that people were talking about it and looking at us, I was thinking, damn. Yeah, I mean, I was 21. I think he was, you know, a couple of years older. So we were literally young. And when I think about it now, if a club opens and you're like a 21 and a 25-year-old open a club and it's the hottest thing in town, I'll be like, even now, I'll be impressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. So it's now that I'm realizing how impressive it was. But I think the impressive part isn't that we were smart. I think it was the guts for me. To be able to take your money and put it on the line for what you believe. I think that was that was what was special about it at a young age. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why my, my risk tolerance right now is like non-existent. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> non-existent, bro. Trust I've been, me, I know. I've, I've, been, know. I've, been risk, I've been risking since 21. So, you know, I've been losing and making and losing and making. So at some point you become insent- insensitive to... To risk. You was, was, was ready for this crypto bull run for crazy <laughs> nonsense, at it? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Jay saw since yeah. some highs in our lives on this crypto things. Yeah. Since some of the lowest lows, blood. Boy, boy. boy. <laughs> Shout out safe mood. <laughs> the thing is, it's not that, you know, you ever become perfect at it, neither. Like, it catches you. Like, that crypto caught me in bits. You know what I mean? Even with my with my experience and whatnot, but that's what happens, though, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. You know, you, but you still you still need to be brave enough to take the step to actually, you know, put your money on the line. That's the only way. <laughs> Scared money don't make, make no, no money. money. Like, that's it. The first journey. One hundred percent. So, what yeah. was after T E bar? After T E bar, um, what did I do? Um, I think we. Okay, so after tea bar, I went back to work. I went back to work in, um, I did something called traffic management. Because basically, we'd lost everything. I'd not, I'd been working like a dog for a year, not got anything back, was in debt from, you know, suppliers or bills or personal guarantees. And uh, obviously, I needed, and, and low as well, because, you know, the whole whole industry singing about these young boys that did this and that and you're you know on top of the world just like yeah thinking i swear i thought i'd made it i'm like i'm a millionaire now like i'm just waiting for that shit to just see i just ain't got it in my bank right now land in my bank it's just a matter of time but reality just gave me a straight one to the chin and i had to be like yo this shit is not as easy as it looks can i ask you a question yeah mm-hmm. you see when you was in that stage there yeah do you feel like yeah you got caught up in the the hype and thing of like people giving you that respect than actually running a business not for me no because um first of all i'm not that kind of person anyway and secondly i had a lot to learn about the industry because i wasn't in it but i opened a club and didn't even know what malibu was did you have a passion for clubbing at all? No. Did you just go out here and there, if that? I didn't even go out at that point. The only going out I did was at uni to raves because the whole uni was going, not mm. because I was like, a, let's go out and get drunk and get lit. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. more like, you Social know. Social activity. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll have them big raves at the end of the year or mm-hmm. start of the year where freshest, freshest yeah. stuff where everyone go and then mid and then at the end and it'll be big and everyone will be there. And... 
they would have their shirts and all that stuff. I went to those. That was about it. Mm-hmm. So that's not. That's just more student stuff. It's not even going out, going out. And you'd have vodka and cokes or Jaeger bombs. That's it, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was two pound or some shit. Um, that was the most I'd gone out before that. So by the time I'm opening a club, I'm asking like the the, the employees that are working the, the bartender. I'm like, what's that? What's that? What's <laughs> single, that? Like, double. I'm like, oh, so is that? Oh, is that a single? Is that a double? Right? Okay. Like I'm learning everything from scratch about what it takes to run a club and a bar. I think that's like with everything now. And I feel like a lot of people doubt themselves because they don't know. Mm. But I feel like when you step into things like that, then you just, the knowledge just comes to you, it? As, you as you go along. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to be immersed in it so much because one, I guess I was curious. It mm. was exciting. And um, it was new information and your brain loves new information. So I was just like, well, okay, this is, this is interesting. But I didn't get caught up in, in the lifestyle because I didn't even understand it. It takes a while before you realise what's really going on. But um, I was I was trying to make it work. I wanted to... I, I remember I put money in this, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put a lot of money in there. And um, to me, a lot of money at that time anyway. So I wanted it to work. Um, obviously, some nights we had a drink and had a bit of fun, but I didn't, I didn't get caught up in the lifestyle, no. No, luckily enough. I didn't because I feel like if I did, it could have been not just detrimental to the actual business itself, but to who I would become. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would be that guy now, just addicted to the lifestyle. And I, I say, I say lifestyle. I don't mean like <clears throat> partying. I mean like I feel like when like people praise you, like being like this young person, and everyone's like, "Yo, you open a club? You own a club?" I feel like some people can get. Attached to that Instead of I'm actually a businessman If that makes mm. sense Like You get gassed by people saying You own a club mm. Instead of like Actually thinking Yo I actually need to run a business Yeah, yeah. That's what I When I ask the question That's what I meant it mm, like I get you I mean For me I ain't gonna lie I've kind of always been that guy So in school I was either top of the class So I'm even getting praised for that Yeah yeah What yeah. else I was good at football What so else I was, one of, <laughs> I was one of the best So I would always get praised for that Yeah 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 um, Yeah yeah, yeah. And then music as well. I was really good. So I was always getting praised for that. So mm. kind of being praised for something wasn't new to me. Um, but it was something that I literally got, I did get addicted to it because I realized to be praised, you have to be doing something special anyway. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 I thought, yeah. okay, I guess I want to be praised, but to be praised, I need to come up with something special. I need to do something special. Mm. Um, so... I just it was it was normal it was normal because I understood it mm. like being twenty one and having the balls to put your money into a business is something to be praised for. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because so. it's like sorry to go on a t- but it's like okay cool like I feel like sometimes when people start businesses young they get that praise and then they're like yeah I'm the man in it but then there's Mark Zuckerberg there's all these other duns that are young and mm. they're killing it but mm. it's like you can compare yourself to people that are not doing things mm. and that can kind of restrict you yeah, if no that makes mean. sense it, it makes you complacent makes yeah, you yeah, think complacent. that you made it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 I know what you mean That's that, that happens a lot it happens a lot in, in music in football like you know you blow up people talk about you and you think that's it I'm done for life like yeah. and all of a sudden you see the quality dips 
Like, you know, they're too busy being praised and adored. And sometimes the quality don't even dip. It's because they're just so stagnant. The, the quality improves from other people. So you're just, you're just stuck at a place, isn't it? You think because, you know, say you make a product today, like you made the iPhone 1. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh my God, it's amazing. Two years later, iPhone 1. Five years later, iPhone 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile... Yeah. Samsung have done three different phones and developed it, right? So if that's, in this case, it's more of a craft and a mindset and a skill. If you're not developing your skill because you think, um, you know, at this point, I'm producing great work, but, you know, a year later, time moves and your great work needs to go to the next level too. Mm -hmm. But people get stuck receiving all the accolades and, and all of that stuff that they forget, I have to keep growing to stay ahead of the game. If not, if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that, that's, that's one thing I've learned. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. There is no middle part. If you think about it, right? You speak about this the other day. <laughs> if, we're, if we're walking yeah. and you start walking, you're going backwards. Even if you're not walking backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like naturally, because of you, you guys are walking forward, that means I'm going backwards. Just because of natural advancement, isn't it? Exactly. Life, yeah, life yeah. always going to move forward. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's something that people need to be really aware of. And it, it catches a lot of people unaware because people don't realise it. But, you know, you have someone who's cool, working hard till they get exposed to this different level of clout energy and it destroys them, their mindset. And they don't, they don't anticipate it and they don't realise it and boom. They're just like caught up in their own little world. And before they know it, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, shit, I have to catch up. And everyone's over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa. And what it takes to catch up is next, level. It's next to impossible. How many mm-hmm. people you know come back? It's, 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 it's some deep stuff, man. It's some deep stuff. Or you can mm-hmm. be in that position where it's like you question yourself and be like, am I actually running a business? Or oh, I'm, just, I'm just surviving off clout. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. Mm. But like, what, what? Um, so, what did you do after TE board? Yeah, so I just went. I went back to work. Yeah. Basically, you know, after failing and getting depressed and whatnot, um, I went back to work, working traffic management. Basically, uh, all the diversions. You know, all the people mm-hmm. that annoy you every day. You go out. This road's blocked. <laughs> that was that, you. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was I us, bro. Remember your face. <laughs> I remember we blocked your road once. <laughs> you made me go the long way. <laughs> yeah, that was us at night while everyone's sleeping. We're out here <laughs> blocking up roads, uh, wearing high vis and helmets and cones. putting cones out yeah, there. Sometimes yeah. working on the motorway as well. Um, How was that for your ego? You know what? I was I'm I'm a humble person. I was brought up humble, and I come from real humble beginnings. You know okay. what I'm saying so. Um, it didn't hit me that bad, but it did. But it only hit me with the people. It did hit me, but yeah, not yeah, not yeah, bad, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know I mean you're human. Um, but in your head, was you just thinking, I'm gonna I'm get back. I'm gonna yeah. save all this money, and then we're gonna go again. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm young. I can grind. I I can do it. I believe in myself. You know what I mean? I'm going to save up enough to go again at something. You know what I mean? You have to just keep trying. So I remember, bro, I remember being in vans with some of these very working class, you know what I mean, people and telling them my big ass dreams and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, bro. <laughs> like we're out here working for £7.80 an hour and you tell me how 
You used to own a club, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that, man. <laughs> you're telling me you're about to start some next big thing. About take, he's about to take over the world. <laughs> Listen to Jay, yeah. I swear down. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 mate. That sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Yeah, 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 mate. Yeah. Like, Go for the code, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> You know what I mean? But, you know, I think talking about it kept me alive. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Because I had to, I, I believed it and I had to keep telling myself it and telling others it. Because <laughs> if not, if I didn't talk about it and I forgot it and I got lost into that working class world, you're doing Cones management now, isn't it? Cones management. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Shout out all the traffic man. Yeah. Shout out all the Cones. I know, so you, you stand over there. <laughs> oh gosh. Traffic management, sorry. Yeah. Um, so that, that was interesting, but I liked it because it was very simple. It was simple and um, most of it was, say you do, you close a road, you know, sometimes you just sit in the van and man it to make sure that people come and be like, oh, what, what way do I go? You go that way, that way, that way. Or, yeah, sorry, we can't go this way. Or just make sure people are not going to come and move cones and go through. Mm-hmm. So if I come and start work and I, you know, put the cones, we set everything up and I'm just sitting in the van for the rest of it. I so just, would you say it gave you a lot of time to think and plan? 100%. Thinking, watching videos, listening to stuff, just growing while I was thinking, I was daydreaming about, you know, how, what I was going to do next. And just just planning your way out, isn't it? Counting the money, just like, okay, if I do this for how long, I'm going to save this much, I'm going to have this much. And then if I have a couple of grand, what can I do with that? You know what I mean? And while people were working, I was, I was working for my next venture. They didn't believe it because they were working to survive, literally. But I was working for my next venture, 100%. Because I knew that the only way to do it was money, bro. Without money, you can't, you can't do anything. Even if you have to ask somebody for it or it's your, yours, but... I've always been someone who wants to control my future myself. I didn't want to have a plan that depended on going to get funding. Mm. Like, that means my future is not in my hands. Mm. My future is in their hands, his hands, whoever's hands. But if I save my own money, then my future is in my hand. You know what I mean? And that's what made me be cool with working, working, working to save, to go and risk it all. Yeah, you know what I mean, because yeah. at least I know that I am in charge of my own future. Mm-hmm. So that that was that, and lucky enough, there was loads of hours and loads of jobs in that at the time, and um, I did as much as I could. I was grafted really to save up for the next thing, and the next thing was, and, and the next thing was, <laughs> um, the next thing was, uh, I, I started a. Started a nighttime delivery service for students. Essentially, you know, get here. You see it around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exact same thing I started like eight years ago, nine years ago. Um, but I had lessons to learn about that as well. But I did that for um, a couple of months. It only lasted a couple of months. I had a couple of grand. I bought a, a, a new phone. I bought an iPad. I got a website built. I bought some stock. I got some flyers made. Uh, and then I paid people to help me fly petrol, all of that stuff. So I did that, launched it. And um, I was basically, what I was doing was in the daytime, I would be flyering, 
with these two kids, I'll give them like twenty uh, pound each. We'll be out for like six hours. Yeah, like, these these more like six, and it these more like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way you was giving that to no grown men. Hey, hey, <laughs> let's not talk about that before I get arrested for child labor. <laughs> hey, uh, man, be sending kids way worse places. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I could could be telling them to do something else. But, you know, Facts. Um, at least I was I was giving them cash to just I mean go around and give flyers out. They were in town just doing nothing anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll do that, go to all the unit accommodations, putting these flyers. It was called Snack Up, by the way. Uh, it was an orange flyer. Mm-hmm. And um, the concept was, you know, it was, I was thinking, what what do students like to do? They like to snack. There's always snacking on something because I was a student myself. And I thought nighttime was the hardest time to find anything because nothing was open. Mm-hmm. And they like staying on campus. And if the shops are closing at 10... That means students that stay up till five, where are they getting stuff from? And that's so the I regular thought, case. The students don't go to sleep. They don't go to sleep. So I thought, snack up. That's what I called it. So basically, I had a website and I had all these snacks on there. I even had Donna kebab and, ch- and chips on, on my website. <laughs> He's making any kitchen. Seriously. Nah. <laughs> I wasn't making it. I was going to so buy it. So you drop shipping. Drop shipping. <laughs> that was it. I was drop shipping. No, initially though, I bought stock and then I realised, yo, I could drop ship this from the shop. <laughs> like, so... Facts! Nah. You could just, just go to like a 24-hour Nisa, buy the stock, then... I found the it. cheapest shop that had the cheapest everything. I found the cheapest shop that sold Donna Kebab and chips for like £3, where everyone was selling for 4 £5, the large one, and then the small one for like £2. And I'll put it on my thingy. Large was like £6, £5. Um, and then plus small, delivery and that, innit? Yeah, yeah, plus delivery. Um, and then if you bought ten pound worth, I'll deliver it for free, whatever. So I did that, and I was getting like seven orders a day. Not a lot, but you know, for me, having an idea and then putting it into action and then interacting with customers was phenomenal. I was loving it, even though it was a struggle. I was like, wow, like I've got some, I've created a machine. Like how crazy is that? You know, for people, to, for, for a message to come up on an email saying, ah, oh, this, 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 that order and total and address. And I'm like, right, keys, time to go. And I'll go jump and I'll go to a shop and buy what I need to buy, go and deliver it. Um, and then what I started to realise was I had issues with uh, change and people would be like, card. And I'll be like, crap, I ain't got nothing. Then they'll have to go shop and all that. So I remember PayPal brought out their their portable card machine mm-hmm. thing. I bought one of those. So now, I'll go meet students and I'll be telling them cash or card, whatever. And they'll be like, take card. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll take my iPad, connect Bluetooth, blah, blah, blah. They'll be like, they're bare shocked. And um, that's what I was doing. But it lasted a few months because I couldn't survive. The profit margin on seven orders, it was five pound that order I was making. It's 35 pound. I was paying the kids 30 pound to fly out. <laughs> And then I was driving around and then I needed to come home and survive and mm. pay for my car and bills or this and I was just going in minus, minus, minus and I ran out of money. But I was building, but I ran out of money. So at some point, because I didn't have any extra cash, I had to kind of close shop. That's interesting. And go back to work again. That's interesting. <laughs> and there is a lot of things I can teach you about that model. And tell everyone that there's certain businesses that you can't build from the ground up without 
investment or capital. What I needed was 10 grand because I needed, I had issues like, for example, an order over there, an order over there. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wanted to get stuff to you in 45 minutes. But sometimes if I go over there and I've got to go to that, that shop where I get the chips from to go over there to buy stuff, then on my way back home, I get another order, I go over there to go over there. I was, it was costing too much to be everywhere around town and then go back. I lived, what, 20, I lived by the airport, bro. So if there's no orders, I'll drive back home. But then as soon as I sit down and get one, I have to go back. I had nowhere in town to be. So I would need to, I've gotten an office where I'm based in the city center. That's money. I would need some certain stock to make more profit margin. So if I go Costco and I buy, you know, Wholesale, chocolate bars, yeah. I, will, I can get them for a bit cheaper. So that means my profit margin is higher than buying it from the shop. So I was thinking about all these things. So there was a lot of things I needed. I needed maybe two people on either side where if there's an order, it's like you do that one mm -hmm. and it's quick. There's so many angles to that model to make it smoother and sustainable, but you needed enough cash to burn through for like six months, eight months to build that seven to 15 orders to 20 mm -hmm. orders and then start making money. So that's what I needed. That's but I didn't have that. Well, but I reckon if you would have sold alcohol, you would have made the, you would have, you would have had enough profit margin. I did. You sold alcohol. I I sold mostly. Well, I did. I put alcohol in there, like vodkas and whatnot. Um, but the only thing that people bought was beers, and they'll buy like two bottles because remember the order would be like you by yourself. It wouldn't be like there's only one time a, a party bought like two crates of uh, okay. Budweiser, and I made like forty pound on it or fifty pound. They bought crates like two crates and luckily the guy that I bought it from he sold it to me for £20 for like 24 bottles from the Asian man shop cheap I was happy with that sold it to them man for 40 or £45 straight away I was like £25 on just one profit margin yeah yeah and they were happy with that because they were like it's late night we're having a party we need more booze whatever there's nowhere to go they were happy with that and um, that was that was alright but the rest of it like you know, on a doner kebab, I'm making £1.50 extra. On a chocolate bar, it's 50p to £1. Mm -hmm. So even when someone spent £15 on an on a order, I'm still only making tenner. I mean, £5. Because I didn't own the product, I had to yeah, buy them. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I was making the doner myself, different level. <laughs> if, I, if I bought wholesale quantity and I was getting the chocolate bar and I'm buying for a pound and selling it for £1.80 or £1.50, I could get for 50p and still sell it for the same amount. Now I'm making... Double, mm -hmm. um, but I and I couldn't survive basically. Do you know what I mean? On on being a minus, I was spending money. What, what was I gonna buy food with? Mm. I mean, I was struggling so much. I was like, do you know what? I can't even do it. He's gonna buy. He's gonna buy the food. Hopes and dreams. I, I guess this is why places like Uber and that have minimum orders now as well. Yeah, and like Uber have minimum fares and that, so they, they can still make money. They yeah, probably yeah, started. Yeah. They probably started like the hiring process from the jump though as well, isn't it? And, and also, remember, every the reason why they say it takes two years for a business to make profit is because you're supposed to have burn cash. So that period that I was going through was the burning period where money was being burnt to buy time. Time would buy more customers and more customers to the point where the, the burn will match the income. Do you know what I mean? So by the time I'm doing 25 orders a day, even if I'm making £5 each, how much am I making now a day? That's what, one, £125? I know you wasn't asking me. 
<laughs> I, ain't, I ain't the math guy. I was, I was Shout out to Mr. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shouting him out. I ain't no way, boy. <laughs> oh, my days. So, if I'm making £125 a day and I'm spending £50 a day, I'm making £75 a day, which I can survive on. Mm. That's a normal job now. And then, now I'm fine. I can survive on that personally, which means I can keep going. Now, if that goes to 50 orders a day, £250 a day in profit, um, I might be spending £100 now, making 150 a day. And that's how you keep scaling. But before you get to that crossover, you have to burn. But I didn't anticipate that. I just thought, I've got free bags saved. I'm going to buy this, this and that. I'm going to start. And then I've got a little bit saved to keep me going. And I burned through all of that in the burn process and was just stuck like I think that's interesting though because I still I think that there's always a way in a sense because I I don't feel like you need obviously it's easy to talk now because you've done it in it and we can see the mistakes but like you wouldn't need an office and you could open at times where the businesses were closed so you probably could still you could hold a job work your job when you finish your job you could open at when shops are closed so you could still survive by having a job and then operate on those hours if that makes sense so you yeah. can still it's the, easy to say now because it's, it's happening hindsight hindsight yeah hindsight, the yeah. problem is you need to be marketing I was out from all day basically going mm. around town in town handing flyers and in the dorms every day all day right mm. then I'll come back and then rest for a bit and then had to stay awake from 10 when I opened my shop till 4 in the morning no sleep so then I'll sleep at when Four five mm. to wake up at nine ten, get ready eleven twelve, be in town to six. Meadows. So it was it was clockwork like this. So it's like it needed both. It's so much easier now because obviously you can just throw a bit of money on ads and it'll just do the work itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we, that it. wasn't really like we say eight years ago, eight ten years ago. Yeah, bro. that wasn't like yeah. yeah, it wasn't. You had to do the groundwork yourself. Yeah. Where it's now, mm. you can do you can do a couple hours a day. Doing the, the groundwork, let the ads run themselves on all these different platforms, and, and then, then still go to jobs. Facts, 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 and then get facts, your jobs. You know what I mean? Facts. And then get your orders and still facts. do things. But like, like then I see why you had to quit your job. And I, I had to, I had to go back to work, bro. As in, I didn't have no money to buy food, nothing. So it's like, yo, I needed a job asap. Do you know what I'm saying? So I had to go back into work. And to me, I thought I failed mm-hmm. till I realized I didn't fail. I just didn't have business experience to know what to do next. What I needed next was, I, w- I needed to have one, anticipated what was happening, and two, get investment ASAP. Say to, go to an investor and say, listen, this is what I've got. This is what I've built in six weeks. This is what I'm anticipating will happen in six weeks. That's why I need this money. <coughs> but this is what I'm anticipating in six months if we keep it on. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, okay, you got something there? And then say, all right, here's 5K. And then, you know... Um, with that 5k we get us to 6 months for example but we want to make that 7 a day to 40 a day and then push the profit margin from 5 pound average order to 8, 9, 10 pound average order Mm -hmm. in our profit and that's a completely different ball game imagine 40 orders making 10 pound that's 400 pound a day chip shops don't make that much and they survive and thrive yeah or, or good chip shops might make about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people be having big houses and supporting their families on that. So that's, it's serious numbers if you get it right. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For 30, 30 orders a day making £10 an order profit. £300 a day. Yeah. You know what? Because I, I watched a video the other day. <clears throat> yeah, I'm talking again. But I watched a video the other day. But like, um, the guy was like, I'm not going to say who it was, but the guy was like, always, when you're starting a business, always find a way to do it for as cheap as possible. Because I feel like, and I, and I feel like I feel like that was good advice because I feel like when you look at it like that, you'll find ways to always start something quick in it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like even for the podcast, for example, mm. we've done it in the cheapest way possible, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like we could have waited, but like I feel like when you when you, I feel like if you look going to something thinking you money, you're gonna always feel like you can't start you without that some, money. Yeah, but sure. if you think I can start it by based off zero, mm. you're gonna find ways to start it based With off zero, zero if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might not be perfect, but the main thing is to start because you learn more on the job. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you also attract more on the job. So while you're doing it, you attract people. People see potential. Yeah. I want to invest. I want to be part. I want to help you. All of it. Not how is people gonna know if you ain't starting? Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you start, even if you start it literally in the back of the car doing it. People are going to be like, okay, like, yo, I love you guys. Yo, do you guys need a space or something? Because I've got a spare. Yeah, All yeah, of a sudden, yeah, you got yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I love what you guys are doing. Do you want hoodies and jumpers? Because you're looking cold in that car. Yeah. People actually be, if you're putting out good content or good products, you attract help. 100%. And, and knowledge. And then you learn about what you're doing. And then you also action things that will help you improve. And then all of a sudden, you're like, damn. Yeah, like. You get to actually move because you become a living thing. Like uh, it becomes a living thing, and any living thing pulls in data and information. And as long as you can look at data and information, you can make decisions and and grow from that. So and and I think another thing that the person said was yeah, a lot of people when they do businesses, they spend money on things that don't make money. And business is about making money in it. Mm. And he says if you go into it with that mindset, okay, I'm gonna mm. start this from zero. Or I'm gonna start this in the cheapest way possible, and you think, okay, I'm only gonna spend money on things that make money. Mm. It's a whole new business model, isn't it? <clears throat> mm. So I just think, right? Obviously, you're talking about your story, and I'm just thinking, like, I'm just trying to relate it to that, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. If that makes sense. I learned so much after reflecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, hindsight, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Now I, like, I can tell you that because I know exactly what I should have yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. exactly what happened. And if someone's starting something like that, I know exactly what to tell them. And yeah, even yeah. if I'm starting something like that, I'll be like, okay, I know exactly. At that time, I was just thinking, if I do this and do this, I'll make this much. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go and try and get it done. But I realized that you can't just get 20, 30, 40 orders a day. That's the thing, yeah. Off the cuff. It's, it's beautiful and it's sad, but it's more <clears throat> beautiful than anything because you're like the sacrificial lamb. You had, yeah, to, yeah, you yeah. had to you had to get, get thrown around and hurt and... Loot, take losses and realise things weren't going to plan and stuff for like me and Hunter mm. so you can be like yeah I wouldn't do that I did yeah. this eight years ago and mm. it's, it's not going to make any sense and all that mm. stuff you know what I'm trying to say no, it's cool man because everything is if you don't get the monetary value you get the knowledgeable value and it's valuable to me anyway even if it's you know I don't get to give it to you it's valuable to me but being able to give it to you as well makes it even more valuable so it's fine because um, I think when I look at the last 10 years, I'll just imagine everything that I've spent was like a, 
a masters in life like i people be oh you're spending 30 grand 20 grand to go and do a masters well i spent it on life i've got a masters in in life <laughs> so how's about that do you know what i mean and i had to tell myself that to be like you know what it was not a waste do you know what i mean and and i've got real-time information i don't have theories i don't have you know something in a book somewhere that somebody said about something i have a real life real life you know metrics you are the book you, yeah. yeah there you go I am the book, the book I, Jay. I don't think he can teach entrepreneurship Genesis I don't think he can teach entrepreneurship I think it's all about real life experience I was having this conversation yesterday or the day before actually but the person was talking about entrepreneurship is there's, there's a certain amount of it that's natural that you can't teach um, and you can't psych yourself into it or brainwash yourself into being success it's almost there's a there's a natural element to it <clears throat> i disagreed i disagree but, as well you know um i feel like anything can be learned i agree uh, whether it's by experience or it's by paper a mixture of both whatever it is you know as long as you're a human being with a, a brain capacity and you know a body that that's healthy and can move there's nothing you can't do Nothing you can't do. You can't tell me entrepreneurship is natural when when that's a man-made environment. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We could our civilization today could be completely different. This is just what we chose for it to be. So there's no way that it can be natural. But do you believe things like drive can be like uh, developed, or like when I mean drive, I mean like some people have more drive than others. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like. Sometimes it's like a gift. I think it's your level of hunger. But that's what I mean. So if you're like people that ain't hungry, this is kind of like the same thing, isn't it? Like if you're not hungry naturally, let's say everyone can learn to be entrepreneurs and stuff, mm. but then they might just be like, yeah, it's a little thing I'm doing or whatever. But then if you're hungry and got the drive, your level of entre- entrepreneurship will be a lot heavier, a lot bigger. Yeah. There's, there's levels to, to entrepreneurship, I think. First of all, it's... The ability to take action is the first part. That's the first part of entrepreneurship. And then the second part is the ability to stay in the game, um, which is your mental state. Because losing 30 grand can make you curl up in your bed for a year, get depressed, (laughs) or it can tell you, it can make you say, you know what, fuck this. I can't be defeated. I won't be defeated. I'm going out there and I'm going again. So that's mental state. And then, the, the last part is your ability to actually learn and and fix issues from what you've learned. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got an issue, how do you approach it? That's a skill in itself that you do. So those three things are like the main... Th- if you can do those three things, you're an entrepreneur. You can take action. You can manage your mind from caving in and stay in the game. And thirdly, you can learn and apply and and most it's normally problem solving. That's all we do. We f- we find problems and we solve them. I think the one of the biggest things is to be able to focus on your vision. Like you could like let's say your world's collapsing, mm-hmm. but still have that vision that of like not. the perfect world. That's not because like to to lose money yeah, and to like and to be broke yeah, or to be running a business and it, it's like you're not making money. To still have in your mind like yo. 
this business is going to be successful. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a next yeah. level type exactly. of mindset you have to have. Exactly. That's what entrepreneurship is. Exactly. I get stressed when I lose £10 on something <laughs> stupid, bro. Facts. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. And to even start another business knowing that your previous one failed, thinking that it's going to be a success, that's mindset, bro. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah. that's like a... I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the 100%. most important thing. 100%. 100%. So that's that's obviously the midfield player. That's why it's the, it's the second thing. It's literally sits in the middle because you wouldn't even get there if you didn't take the action. Do you know what I mean? 100%. And then even when you're staying in the game, you can stay in the game for 100 years, but if you keep making dumb mistakes, you ain't going nowhere. Do you know what I mean? If you're not learning and learning how to approach problem solving, you're going around in circles. So it's like, okay, you're tough enough it's like someone that can take punches but still doesn't know how to punch after 29 fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, last night, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting battered everyone and you're mm-hmm. coming back like Braveheart, I love it, but you still ain't learned how to punch someone. So you just, you just like, just get, you're just a punching bag for, <laughs> for the game. <laughs> you go yeah. around the circle. So you still also have to develop your problem solving skills. 100%. You know? And then, so it's that, that loop of, I take action, I'll stay in the game, and I'll stay in the game long enough to learn, scope, and then apply. Execute. Because yeah. even when you think of like, why, why I think the mindset's important and I can see it being important because I was thinking about this the other day, like the person that invented a car, the person that invented like the airplane, mm. let's say Mark Zuckerberg building the metaverse, mm. Elon Musk saying he wants to fly to Mars. Mm. Those are not like, you can't, that your mindset to want to do these things is beyond normal, bro. Like, because you get everyone you speak to is going to call you crazy, mm. number one. Mm. Like, unless they're on the same sort of frequency as you. Mm. But like, that's like a whole, like people don't, bro, people don't even believe they can start a clothing business. Mm. But you got man like Elon Musk talking about I'm flying to Mars. Mm. But that's why, that's why the execution's like probably even more important mm. or because it's like, I can say I'm going to do everything. I can say I'm going to fly to the moon. I can say, and people are like, yeah, do your thing, you know, whatever. Mm. A million people can say that. But until man see me on, Insta- on Instagram with my jet. Yeah, yeah, and working with people. Work, about work with the, moon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, working with the engineers and that. That's yeah. when people are going to be like, rah. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, put it this way. I'm not in your head. You're not in my head. Yeah. The best way for me to know what's in your head and what's, in my head, is what? Action. Execution. Yeah. Well, but even before that, or the first way before you can get, because not everything can be action straight away, but the first way is what? To speak and to communicate it. Mm. Yeah. But that's like not clear enough. Like you can still never see it. Mm-hmm. You can just, I can just say to you, oh, I am. I have this vision, but that vision, you can't see that same vision that I can say. I can only describe it, but words can only do so much. Until I take that vision and manifest it into actual reality, then your eyes see it, and now you can see it, and now you believe it. Because the words are just going to be 10% of what I'm trying to show you. Whatever I'm telling you is only 10% of what I can describe with mm-hmm. the English language. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the mind is too infinitely sophisticated to, to, for the details, for my words to be able to describe what I, could, what I can visualize. So that's why there's this mad gap of people not being able to see each other's visions. And I get it. It's actually normal. Because how else can you describe to me in perfection what you can see? You can only give me the best with the words that you have. And if I can't see it, 
I can't see, not because I don't want to see, but that's the best. Until you show me, like if I had that in my head, I can describe it. I'll say to you, I've got an idea for a suitcase with green flowers and you know those, you know those um, ganja plants and this and that. You're like, <laughs> okay, but you can only imagine mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but you mm-hmm. can't see exactly what I'm saying mm-hmm. until I show you. And you're like, oh, right, yeah. I think you know I know you just to give an example. I think most importantly is to is to convince yourself mm. because like i feel like when you verbalize it is it's it's not de- unless you're mentally solid it's 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 a risk you're taking because a lot of people verbalize their ideas to the wrong people mm. and then what they get back is like doubt and then they now mm. think that they can't mm-hmm. do these things so i feel like convincing yourself about what's in your head is possible is the main thing, yeah. Is the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. like I was giving the example with Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, mm. like, you can't really... Who can you convince that? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, yeah you're going to yeah, do yeah. these things yeah, too? There's, there's three levels, again, yeah. I will say, the first level is believing in difficult things. And believing that doing difficult things can be done. Something's difficult, but it can be done. So, we all know what it is, but we're like, oh, but that's difficult, though, cool. Believing in... The impossible. So it's like, oh, I get what you're saying, but that's impossible, bro. You can't do that. That's the next level. And then the last level is believing in the unimaginable, which is things people can't even comprehend, but you still have to believe it. Do you know what I mean? Would, would you say belief or faith? No, no, believe. So I'm, um, okay. It's, oh, it's a, it's a mixture of both. both yeah, yeah. But, but mostly belief because belief has to be you and faith is the you know the god and universe and and something else like luck or whatever that's helping you as well but that the belief is you so do you feel like you create the belief for your vision yeah by seeing it in your head 100% i have to believe that in something and then add faith to it because if you go off just faith, yeah, 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 you can't go just off faith because then you wouldn't speak about it like it's real and possible. You think of, you speak about it like a airy fairy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like it, it might happen. I mean, I think it can. Um, I, ho- I hope it. I, I have it faith it yeah, will, yeah. Mm-hmm. but no one's. Try- People need confidence. They need you to believe it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So belief. With that, with the with the cream on top of faith, that that do you know what I'm saying, like mm. that cherry on top <laughs> of mm. faith that just solidifies it. Do you know what I mean? That says it's my physical and my spiritual self that are working together as well, not just my physical self. Yeah. There's, there's a spiritual thing that's also helping me, but I know that that's difficult to believe. So let's let's let me still have a solid base of my own belief. So. That you can feel, and that, that you can see, you can feel it. I think you solidify the belief by visualization. Yeah, yeah. Because you, because you believe what you can see in it, mm. but you can see things clearly in your imagination mm-hmm. if you think about it long mm. enough in it. Mm. That's how you. Because it's like you once you see it clear enough in your head, you believe it's real now. Not all the time, but yeah, it's it's part of it, hundred percent. I'll I'll say belief is a choice, and that's it. Belief is a choice because, trust me, you can listen. People are sitting there and they can visualize themselves being millionaires. And they're like, oh, 
But did I believe it? No. You can visualize yourself being a millionaire. But anyway, back to Tesco I go. Because I don't believe it, but I can visualize it. Mm-hmm. I can visualize myself playing football, being mm-hmm. the you know, winning the Ballon d'Or. Do I believe it though? That's a choice. And it's the day that I choose. Do you know what? I can do it. Mm-hmm. I believe it. That choice. And, and the bad thing is, I could, you can't teach that choice. It's like, it's a self-journey. This is kind of what I was talking about before, isn't it? Like, like with, the, with the whole, um, what was he saying? The, not faith. What was it? <clears throat> what, was it talking, what was it talking about again? When I said, um, oh, come on. Oh, you mean when you say you was talking about it the other day? No, the entrepreneurial thing. You know, like, an, uh, it can be taught. But then oh, there's, right. that, there's that certain level of what, like, natural thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the, nat- yeah. the natural ability of just yeah. being like, yeah. this is what, this is it. Okay, I get you. The natural ability and it being taught. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like belief can be developed though, because you can tell, someone can, someone can tell themselves a lie long enough to where they start to believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they can. Yeah. So, so I feel like, it's, it's, obviously the actions is 100% important, but I feel like if you're clear enough and you're concise enough, and consistent for, long, enough. for long enough, you'll start to believe. Yeah, yeah 100%. Believe you, will. It. you will, yeah, yeah. But, but even, yeah, that belief, there, there comes a turning point of choice as well on, on top of it where you, when you, when you start to believe it, you have to accept that. Oh, no, yeah, actually, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that accept of it is that choice to accept that actually I actually believe this now yeah so but there's a there's a point where it clicks that's what I'm saying that click for me is a choice uh, but some people don't need to do that bro some people can actually just believe in something and make a choice to believe in it with full confidence and they but but that it's a skill in itself mm-hmm. like for example when you are successful long enough and your actions bring you the results that you need for long enough, the next thing you want to do, you don't need a whole year of visualization. You just believe it mm-hmm. because you've trained that, that intangible muscle into submission where you can now just say, I believe it and believe it because you believe in yourself from your track record, from your consistencies in the past. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Ronaldo goes into a game and doesn't believe anymore. He he knows himself so much now that any game now, he just believes he's going to score. Even if he doesn't, he just believes he's going to score now because he knows. He doesn't have to keep like, you know, give me a couple of days before the game to, to, to come to terms with it or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, it's it's... But if you don't have that though, then you might need to actually visualize for a while and add those um, synthetic um, achievements. Do you know what I mean? You have to give... So he's using his real life ones, but if you don't have that, you have to almost give yourself a, a delusion of, um, of winning to then, in, in a visualization form, to then actually believe it. So you have to imagine that you've won like, say it's your first fight in boxing, you have to visualise that you've knocked bare man out, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you haven't, mm-hmm. just to believe you can knock these geezer out here. But those are, they're like synthetic or less, they're delusions. 
but you have to accumulate them to help you believe like actually I can knock him out I visualise knocking Harry and Tom out that I've never have but I, I visualised it so I think I can do this geezer as well yeah and yeah so so that's it but once you then start knocking man's out for real you don't need those delusions you can use your real life ones and and, and, and use them as a backing now you're really winning mm. but, but, shout, shout out Tim Grove Tim Grove like yeah, I, uh, I yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, All right, let's let's let's, let's keep moving. So, on. so you're gonna go. On. No, I was gonna say. So after the snack up idea, you went back to work. What was next? Um, I then decided to work with a friend of mine who was doing uh, rental. He's like an older guy. He was doing sound and light and visual rentals. Mm-hmm. So uh, festivals or events, he would come and install speakers and all that stuff. He was by himself. He had a lot of equipment. He was like, yo, come and help me. There's money to be made. This and this and that. And I was like, okay. So I came, started learning about the audiovisual, you know, um, industry mm-hmm. and about speakers and amps and processes and, you know, different type of audiovisual equipments and then helping him do inventory, putting things on eBay going to buy stock from bigger companies that, you know, was... So it was actually, bu- like, selling them? It wasn't just, like, renting? Buying, selling them, and renting okay, them. Okay, yeah. So I was helping him do that. I had no clue what I was doing. I never knew anything about it, but I just needed, you know, it was an opportunity to be part of the business and help him build it. He didn't know anything about online, about eBay, yeah. about having a website, about managing... The, he was very old school, you know, them ones... Just about knew how to use a freaking smartphone. So that was the value I was bringing. So I was do the inventory, take pictures, put them on a laptop, put them online, research, the, literally all of that. Do you know what I mean? Reply to the messages. Um, then he would teach me about what things were, the amperage, the voltage, the sizes, the speakers, the size, all of that stuff. So I learned, I learned about all of those, those things and started working with him. And then, um, but then... You know, <laughs> again, I figured out that, yeah, some people are difficult to work with and he was a difficult person to work with. Um, and uh, at the same time, Leon had a different idea again. And basically, I just dropped out of that and jumped to back with Leon to mm-hmm. do the next idea, which was uh, to open a dessert parlor in Leicester. Oh, so you helped no, with no, that? Sorry, in Worcester, yeah. I was there, man. So down. Yeah, from day one, we... we we went, viewed the place, and then, do you know what I mean, just set up the whole thing. Branding, chairs, food, uh, well, not food, but it was basically waffles and ice cream um, and sundaes and all that stuff. At them times, the only one that I knew in the UK was the, was um, Heavenly Desserts. Swear down. So it was like, we need to get this to Worcester somewhere where... Mm-hmm. Cause I know, I think there was one or two, but it's crazy because we thought that even that was enough for Birmingham. So we thought we needed to go to Worcester. Worcester's five years behind at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. old school. Yeah. So when we went and took that there, they were just like, what is this? <laughs> they're like, it's a cake shop. Oh, let me go and buy a cake. And they're like, can I buy uh, whatever? And then you're like, yeah, it's going to take 20 minutes. They're like, what? To, for a cake? Like, I just wanted to buy a cake. Like, no, no, you have to, it's a sit-down meal. Like, yeah. And they didn't understand it. 
So then they'll walk out and then they'll be like, we'll come back. Then they'll come back. And then some days we'll be busy and it'll be 40 minutes, 45 minutes to wait. And they were just pissed because like, just to come and eat some cakes. Mm. And like, like it took time for them to understand it. And I still didn't think they understood it still. But again, you know, things happen with that as well where hindsight, <laughs> you know, the answers. But during that, you know, it's difficult to see. And that came to a halt because we crashed. Um, put it this way, we didn't have reserves. Christmas came. Nobody came into the shop on Christmas. And we couldn't, we didn't know this, couldn't anticipate it. Like, literally, we opened, what, July, August? Like booming, doing well. Everyone's knowing about it. Blah 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 blah. November, okay, not bad. It's summer. Yes. November, not bad. December, bro. What I mean, we had like one one person a week. Like you just open all day and nobody walking. All day, nobody. I'm like, what's going on? But at the same time, you you've advertised that you open so many days and so many hours. So two weeks in, we're like, okay, we're cutting down the hours and closing certain days. And then after that, I was like, okay, cut down on staff. And then by the time that happened, you look, you're like 10 grand in debt from mm. staff payments or bills or rent and mm. this and that. You're like, fuck. Why was December December so dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't even know why. I'd like, I still don't know why up to today. I feel like it's a seasonal business, isn't it? Yeah, but look, go on Ladypool Road. Is December quiet? No, it's, it was, it was, it's a mixture of like seasonal business, location, um, social media and that wasn't popping back then as much mm. dessert shops were like new nobody knew yeah. and understood the concepts properly I, I think I think if you look at the best dessert shops here, they're not just dessert shops they have like an atmosphere in there so even when but that's because of now that's because of what the world's that's yeah yeah of, yeah yeah. Now, you know yeah, what I'm trying yeah, to say but yeah, back then yeah. they just made a dessert shop mm. if they, like if you was to make a dessert shop right now I know it would be the, the best dessert shop ever because it would just have elements of everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah whereas yeah. before then you could only make a shop of like every shop, a, a toy store was a toy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A game shop was a game shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now toy stores have got slides and yeah, play yeah, yeah. areas for people to play uh, whilst they're looking for stuff. Or like the game shops now have gaming PCs so you can play mm. and stuff now. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that that's advanced, which had to happen over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. 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 At that time again, we're talking about, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, seven, seven, eight years ago. Because there's, there's dessert shops everywhere now, bro. Now everywhere. And mm. people know what it is. They understand the concept. Mm. To sit down eat thing it's wait 30 minutes for everything to be put together kind of thing do you know what I mean and profit margins are high as well isn't it because yeah. a waffle you can buy a packet of waffle mix for £5 bro and sell a waffle for £5 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for one waffle for one waffle but yeah so again another lesson always have reserves because you never know what's coming especially in a new business where it's not just a new business a new concept in a new city, and it's a new business. Mm -hmm. If you don't have reserves, because you don't understand the flow of the market yet, you don't understand this, the seasonal trends and behaviours yet, because it's a new concept. Mm -hmm. If we knew that, then we'll be like, December's dead, cut down, cut down, cut down, close these days, because people are focused on Christmas. But we thought, you know, we thought Christmas would be... I mean, we're right in the middle of town, you know, bag of people walking to go shopping and shopping and shopping and shopping and shopping but nobody's coming to have desserts mm. I was like what the hell is going on 
but that's something that you you learn and bro it was amazing we had five star reviews we had amazing reviews people loved it it wasn't anything to do with the product anything to do with with anything we were doing mm. everybody the whole city knew about this place it was the most popular place but customer behavior was saying that people in Worcester at Christmas did not care about desserts at all. Do you know what I mean? But we didn't know that. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's like, you just get caught on, uh, like unawares and you're just like, oh, crap. And that's, it's like, you either go find 10 grand to cover that loss, mm-hmm. keep going, or you call it quits because you ain't even made 10 grand in profit yet. Do you know what I mean? You're like... As, as much as I honour the keep going thing as well, I also honour a man that can also throw in the towel when, when it's time to do so. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean. it was one of those where mm-hmm. the landlord was so honest. We did not pay for the month, bro. That door's getting locked. He was a C-U-N-T. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yuck. Like, he, he was one of those. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah, he got... We're going to send letters and letters and we three months later we get to make the trade back and catch up on that. He was ready to close that door from when we didn't pay the day. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he wanted his money and he wanted it straight. And Honestly, if I was a landlord, I'd be on the same exact stuff. I'd be on the same thing. That's how you work with the council, isn't it? Well, the council don't own premium locations in town and shops. They, they, yeah, they can't okay. own everywhere. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. So yeah, that was, that was the situation. Another one to learn from. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't something complicated. Simple, but lack of knowledge and lack of, you know what I mean? Um, if you had, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think who could have helped us predict that. I think... Heavenly Desserts. Desserts, yeah. That's if you had a relationship with nah, No, no, that was, that was, that's just me saying it, edit, but... Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. remember, your, yeah. your, your competition, technically. Mm-hmm. They don't know that, though. Well, like you know what's crazy? Yeah. People kind of knew us from the club at that time. Do you know what I mean? So, and it was a very limited niche as well. So it's not like the dessert shops were booming around, and you know, you could, you know, sorry, go on. I was gonna say like you could just ask about. Like obviously, we got yeah. we, we know people that obviously have like food spots and all yeah. that stuff. So you can yeah. ask them, and they'll be more than happy to tell man. Yeah. You know what? You know what I find though. You know what I find though. You see, if you go into a business and you speak to the employees there, they'll state they'll they'll give you all the information. Like, you could just sit there and be like, oh, so what's, what's this like in um, Christmas times? Like, oh, yeah, we could be busy. Um, we start to have this menu now, start to sell this. Like, people naturally talk, but it's just like... But you're, you're is, right. it, is it enough, though? Is that, is that yeah, enough? Yeah, you can 100% get out. No, 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 it's, it's, I don't know if it's enough, but it's definitely adds towards yeah, 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 the, yeah, the completion yeah, yeah. of what you need. But you know the mad thing about it? Having this dance was busy. Yeah. Because it's in Birmingham on Ladypool Road. So the information they gave us would have took Look us it, completely yeah, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fine to ask them, but nobody was in Worcester with a, a new concept like desserts at Christmas. Or nobody set of people, to, everything. Behaviors, mindset. Bro, they didn't have a clue about that concept. It took ages. Even after we left, it took two, three years for them to really understood, to understand what, you know, that, that concept was. So sorry, there was this business and there was like a steakhouse business. Which which one was the one that got sold? Steak, the steakhouse. Steakhouse got yeah. sold and then this one you just close shop. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, so after this one, where does 101 fit into this? 
So after this one, at this point, we really feeling hella defeated. Mm-hmm. And I'm at, I I'm at third tries. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that, is that you and Leon's and third Le- not, attempt well, or second? Uh, second attempt together, but third for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth even, because I, I was working with the other guy yeah, doing yeah, audio yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah. Even though the, 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 I think he can't see the student one. Yeah, yeah that's four. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's so four, that's yeah. the club. That's the student delivery. That's the audio <coughs> visuals. And then now... The, the dessert parlor. You don't have to overnight people. Like. <laughs> so now I'm just like, damn, like what are we doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? So mm. sorry, how long was this span? Like 10 years, 10, 15 years? Which? Between like every, you first try and do something and then to like... No, this is nearly every other year or every year. So what's the normal, is there, what's the time period like where you started the first one up until now where it's like... Oh. Not up until now, now, but up until one-on-one. On... One. on uh, mm, Five years. Five years? How if you started the snack up thing eight years ago? No, no, I mean, between when I we did the club, the first TE bar, and 101. No, but I'm saying like, so your first entrepreneurial mm-hmm. expedition, yeah. that was how long ago? That was 21. So you was 21 then? Yeah, how 10 many, years. 10 years. 10 years till now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. So I was just going off of what Hunter said about it. It don't happen overnight. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And look, how many people... That blow up in music tell you I've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, there's something about 10 years that that's it's like a decade of learning is now you're ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's yeah, crazy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but most of those things happen in five years and then one-on-one happened for the five, the last five years, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so it, it was it was quite cramped because I was just like, go back to work for a year, save up, bang, go back to work for a yeah, save up, and that that was what we was doing basically. Just just because I knew, and I, in between that, my mom would be like, "Just get a job, just get something stable." I told you about that club. I told you know them ones. I, I told you it wasn't gonna work. I told you it was risky. Do you and know what I mean? And then when I was coming, he was like, "I know how she's gonna feel about this one." And the mad thing is, when I deeper, I'm thinking I could have just gave her that money for her mortgage and just, you know, would have just owned the house by then or something. Do you know what I mean? But I decided to go and risk it and lose everything. But I still believed in my vision, which is, you know, I might sacrifice twenty five grand now or thirty grand now or ten grand now, but I have a vision of two and three and five and ten million. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'll lose all of that, but one day I'm gonna crack something that's gonna give us unlimited money or a ridiculous amount Mor- of money. Mortgage can wait, basically. Yeah. That's, that's going to come anyway. That's mm. that's going to come and I'm not going to stop. She really tried to get me to just get a job and just settle and get something consistent and stable. But I was like, mom, if I do this, I'm going to be trapped. I know what's going to happen. I'll get comfortable. I'll lose my, my drive and my awareness of the entrepreneurial enterprise, enterprise space and my risk tolerance will go down to zero and I will get used to following orders and lose my creativity and my curiosity. Yeah, but you'll be more comfortable <laughs> and stable. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. The house, the house, Jason, think about yeah. the house. Uh, that's literally it, isn't it? That's, that's literally everybody's biggest worry, like in life, isn't it? Like the cars, whatever, but it's owning a home, isn't it? Owning a home is like the, the, the thing that everybody works for realistically, mm. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so, but you know, 
Shout out to my mum because she only wants the best. Do you know what I mean? She's only, and and their job is to direct you into the path of least resistance and safety. For That's them. their job. Mm. But if you're trying to be something great and phenomenal. That's the wrong way to go. Uh-huh. And the path of least resistance for you is that path that's business and entrepreneurship. Because to man, it's a no-brainer. Like mm. Risking money and losing money, getting in debt or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. care. Like, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yep, yep, yep. Like, it's just, that's what keeps man sane. You'd be surprised how many people struggle with that concept, though. And accepting that and being brave enough to, to actually enter that space. Some people are so scared of losing money, you know, for many reasons, maybe for family reasons or for trauma reasons mm-hmm. or because they don't believe that they can, if they lose it, they can make it. If it's not, if they lose money from a job, they don't believe that they can make it outside of a job. So they're scared. You know what I mean, many reasons anyway, but, yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are still struggle with that concept of of risking it and and going through something difficult and and having to yeah basically risk everything for potentially everything or losing everything. I always say it's it's both equal though. Like it is equal. F- failure and success are both. Yeah, equal. It's equal, yeah. yeah. I like sure. that. Depends on you whether you make you can yeah, make yeah, success yeah, more yeah, of a possibility, yeah, yeah. don't mm-hmm. it? Mm. But yes, both equal. Definitely. Can't have one without the other, really, innit? Yin no. y- y- and yang, I guess. Yin y- and yang, well, it's down to you, innit? But mm-hmm. putting the pieces together, you see? How everything, all of these things just, just are telling you the same thing in different ways. That's a fancy mm-hmm. fact. That's <laughs> so, a so, fact. So, like, yeah, one on one, a lot of people, I don't know if a lot of people know, but. A lot of people know. You know, left one on one. Oh, oh, damn. Okay. Oh, oh. sorry. Do you know that? No, I, 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 I thought you were just going to say it's like, oh, it's the latest club. One of the latest clubs in the city. Or, so. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> so now you left one on one, innit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I've left one on one. I'm not part of one on one anymore, but one on one still a part of me. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, um, Yeah, so that that's me right now. I'm not, I've kind of left the nightlife scene. And I'm focusing on things that um, are adding impact in the right spaces that I I am interested in or I want to add impact in, and also just more fulfillment. Do you know what I mean? More space to focus on fulfillment. Mm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. What What are some things do you think that you've learned from that business, the nightclub business or the nightclub industry slash um, restaurant? Okay, there's there's some things that. Uh, interesting about nightlife. I feel like um, on the on the trend side of things and the society side of stuff, yeah, things like fashion and music, you're always at the forefront of um, people's mindset and behaviors are interesting as well. You get to learn a lot about people's the way people think and what they value. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the dark side of it, which is. There is a lot of sex, alcohol, and violence mm. as well. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of... <laughs> it goes deep. There's, there's so many different... There's discrimination. There is um, materialism. You know what I mean? There is 
Um, on half levels of materialism. Yeah, yeah. The, there is uh, so many delusions and um, judgment. It's a lot of judgment. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of um, fake or uh, what would I say? Oh, the horrible, there's horrible fakeness. amounts of fakeness. Bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, relationships that feel as solid as ever inside of a club, but when you walk out that club, it's as flimsy as a freaking ripped piece of paper. In your <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what? So yeah, there's, there's, there's so many different levels to it from an observational point of view. But because for me, you know, the center of all of it is the fact that we're running a business. So, so focused on the business and money, but for everyone else that's around that, they're there to enjoy and be Lash in it. So they're yeah. just soaking in all of these things with no real core value. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, for example, somebody who's out every week, like, what are you getting <laughs> exactly? What's your core value from being out every week? Apart from spending money, you know, drinking alcohol, being promiscuous or being part of all sorts of mix-up of madness with, you know, opposite sex. Drugs, potentially. Fights or violence, potentially. Um, have Building some fake-ass relationships, potentially. Um, being self-conscious and feeling like you have to be, you have to fit into a certain trend or fashion or... Even like, even like, way, even like, know. needing alcohol to like have confidence and stuff. You know, like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That one for me is like crazy. Like mm. obviously, I get it, but then there's some people in there, like, like let's say especially women. Like I've spoken to some girls and stuff in like the club, and they're like, oh, I have anxiety. Like I met, I met there was a girl the other night. She was like, oh, I've got really bad anxiety and stuff. And it's, so I'm thinking, like, why would you be in a club? Like I was just like, I'm pr- like, I I get it. Like obviously she wants to whatever, but she's like, I need to drink and that. But she's like proper like, but she's like, this is the only way I can be confident. And I'm thinking, nah. So basically she wants to enjoy nightlife, but in her normal state, she has too much anxiety to enjoy it until she has alcohol, which just breaks down all the invisible traumas and things that she's going through and just allows her true self to come out. And then she can be confident or, or to maybe it connects you more to your alter ego as well. Mm. So then you can... Be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, well, but really, that's not you. <laughs> is, it a person no, no, in, is it a person in her mind that she wants to be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because you're under the influence, it's like you're not attaching it to the real you. You're just being this character. Temporarily. Temporarily. That's going to fade away after a few bottles of water. Yeah. 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 And then you're back to, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> people. <laughs> People, <laughs> so like the way you describe that, then do you think, or would you say you fell out of love with the nightclub industry? Yep, 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 yep. It's because of the person that I am. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm literally, as I'm growing older, remember starting a business at 25, then you're hitting near 30, you're 28, 29. Me, I'm thinking, okay, like what have I achieved? Mm. And I count what I've achieved in the metrics of how much it impacts people in a positive way. That's how I, I count it. So mm. I'm like, what have you achieved? And I'm like, um, I'm like, okay, that's not good enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, got the latest club in the city. Got the latest club in the city. Everybody knows about 101. I've made connections. What, but what, what yeah. impact have you had 
on people. And I'm like, you was talking about this. You was talking about this last night. <laughs> we should have just, just recorded that phone conversation. You were talking about this last night. Sorry. So at some point I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that I regret what I've done, mm-hmm. but I do know that moving forward, I want to have a more positive impact on people. And it's not in the club. You know what I mean? You can make up a way that it supports the theory of having positive impact by saying, oh, I've created a space where people can come and let go. They're depressed. Yeah, yeah, they're this. Yeah, they, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. they can just have Suffered a anxiety. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make up that story to support it. But the truth is, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not a positive impact. As well as, you know, we can say that, but how many people have become drinkers that wasn't drinkers how many people have got pregnant Uh, how many people have got in fights and i don't know some people are permanently injured or dead whatever dead i don't know how many people have ruined their relationships how many people have spent the money they should be saving for their kids or their family or for the future. Do you know what I mean? Like Some people going to turn this the, this, uh, this episode off right now, you know. It's going to hit home too hard. So, so. <laughs> this man doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not saying that if you go into the club, that's all you're going to get. It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was there long enough and was able to guard myself you know, so I don't drown in all of those things. But and you was able to see it as well, happening you, in real time. But mm-hmm. those things can really, you know, if you are, if you are a young cub in this world, you're so easily influenced. You go in there, you're going to be, it's like a crocodile. That's <laughs> 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 it. Uh, how many young people have you seen? Too many. Exactly. Too many. Young and this people, is Mr. Sober, so naive, everything. come in there. Oh my God. They come again and again and again. Three months later, they are a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this shit is powerful. Mm-hmm. But if you're seasoned, experienced, strong-minded, know about things and life and yourself, you can, you can be in that environment and, and, and not be too influenced. But... What's the majority age of the night life of night in nightclubs? 18 to 25. The most vulnerable stages where you, you still have so much to learn. So I can only imagine that, it, you know, it has impacted 70 or majority of people in a, in a negative way. Still with good experiences, but a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... It's just that I'm not. I'm not saying you know going out is bad. I'm not saying we should cancel nightlife, but I am saying that for me personally, I want to change that. You know, only thirty percent of positive impact to a hundred percent. So the things that I'm doing are hundred percent impacting people in a positive way, in an empowering way. That's just me. That's what I want to do, and that's why I that's felt right. like it was the last. It was the is the time to step out and. And start building those things as well with all the experience and the mindset that I've acquired so, the last 10 years. So you're saying like uh, all the positive stuff you want to do, uh, you want to be impactful and all that stuff. You told me, well, obviously, we know. 
What? You're starting your own podcast, aren't you? I'm starting my own podcast, guys. Yay! Um, Everyone's doing podcasts now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we get in the comments, you know. Anyone can do a podcast now. We're like, yeah, yeah, you should give it a try. Listen, everyone can do a podcast just like anyone can post a picture. Like, what's your but, point? But if you're going to do it, it's a completely different thing. And, and stay on it. And how good are you going to do it? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the real question. Because everyone can post a picture, no? Mm-hmm. We're all posting mm-hmm. pictures. Mm-hmm. But do we all get the same amount of likes? Mm-hmm. Nope. Do we all have the same amount of follows? Nope. Do we all do... Everyone does things in different ways. And podcast is just another way of expression. Just like your pictures, just like your videos, just like your art. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the point. The point is about quality. And if you find something quality, you listen to it. Mm-hmm. If the rest are not quality, you don't listen to it. It's simple. But allow people to express themselves. I think, I'm, I'm going to say his name. I was trying to avoid not to say his name. But Andrew Tate said this. Yeah. Mm. And I was speaking about this last night with Shaq. Like, there's people with 300,000 followers and podcasts and blah, blah, blah. But, like, do they actually say anything that have people think, like, that's changed my perspective? Mm. That's made me think, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone can do it. Yes, everyone's doing it, but impacting it, like, are actually people, we only get that many views, mm. but people are saying to us, like, yo, you've changed how I thought about mm. this particular thing. So, yeah, everyone's doing podcasts, but, like, are you actually having people think, like, yo, I'm going to do this different, or yo, you made me think different about this, like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. But I believe anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that's what I'm saying. And it's, you know, nobody's forcing anybody. Do you know what I mean? Just. Because the person commented that still, I know still watch the content and I still flip through our page. Yeah. And do you know what? It's okay not to like it. Just go and find something you do like. Yeah, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, when people say everyone's, oh, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't care. I have something to say mm-hmm. and we're going to say it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like it's either going to catch, change people, impact people, catch the world's attention, whatever it's going to do, it's going to do, but I have something to say. Yeah. And I know for sure you're going to bring a different uh, thing to the table. Anyway. So can you give us a quick summary of uh, what your podcast is about? Uh, so my podcast is going to be based on three things, really entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. spirituality and health and well-being, because mm-hmm. that's, that's me basically in a nutshell and that's the things that um, I focus on developing in most cases so that's the things I want to bring to the table mm-hmm. and bring my own perspectives um, my own lessons my own advice and opinions and uh, and obviously bring people that I respect and I feel like are doing something different or have something to offer and, and, and bring them onto the show so we can merge that and hopefully Impact people, which is like we said, the main thing that we want to do in it. So most important thing, I believe in you. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, um, I'm excited to do that because it's something you know. Speaking is something that I've always wanted to do, um, and uh, I think this is a great way to start. Really, eventually, I want to be doing the the arena shows, doing podcasts. Eventually, I want to be standing up doing speaking shows where you know. I have something even more powerful to say mm-hmm. and want to impact people's lives and people want to come and listen. That's where I want to get to. But for now, we can sit down and talk like this and still impact people through these amazing things called social media <laughs> and and platforms that can help us reach people. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. When's the first episode dropping? Uh, I don't know yet, but the first 
uh, first episode is being shot tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I can't tomorrow tell you. Tomorrow is in what? Tomorrow, Wednesday. 23rd of November. 23rd of November. That's oh, going to be. God, he, just, he just gave you, the, he just put the time on it now. No, just, no, so, no, 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 but now it's just I'm like, people are going to expect yeah, it. Yeah. No, 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 it's not, it's not going out there, yeah, but it's, recorded but it's being recorded then. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so. Start a new year, maybe? I'm excited. Who knows? Uh, do you know what? I, I don't think it would take that long. I think around Christmas, I might just hit you while you're at home, just bored at Christmas. I'll just be like, here, guys. Mm. My podcast. Podcast here, so I'll, I'll think about it and see whether it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But by that time, I, w- I wanted to, I want to have done quite a few by then, and stacked it up. So okay, okay, looking forward to it. We'll okay, definitely facts. be tuning in. Yes, yeah. I hope it does what I want it to do. But I know that it will. Definitely will. Just make sure you have the man on it. <laughs> exactly. Just make sure you have the man on. Hey, don't Wait. worry about that. Don't worry about that. So, Jaso, question that we ask all of our guests. Mm. But if you know what I'm about to ask you, I think I know what you're about to ask. Okay, me. so. <laughs> Jaso, mm. what does last place mean to you, bro? Last place to me, and this is to me because, you know, of like course. we said, mm-hmm. it, it can mean different things. Last place to me represents the underdog. That's what I hear when I hear last place. I hear somebody who wants something, who is probably not in the position where they're fully equipped to have it or do it, but is determined to do it. So I'm at last place. I was at last place 10 years ago, but I'm at first place now. I was at last place yesterday, but I'm at first place now. But the reason why I like the fastest last place is because first place is, it's, it's, it's a lifelong journey. Literally. So, you come from last place and you spend your whole life trying to get to first place because first place is technically impossible in my opinion of the way I'm looking at last place. So technically, we're all at last place trying to get to first place and that is the journey of life and in that middle part is where the magic happens, where it's, you know you learn so much, you grow so much, you experience so much. Do you know what I mean? And that last place starting point is a beautiful place because it's like I'm about to embark on a beautiful journey called life. Do you know what I mean? And every day somebody's embarking. One thing we know is life is always starting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so last place to me is the underdog. And I I, I love an underdog place because it gives me that little grit, just like I'm going to knock you off your place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives me just more amp. Um, I like being the, the unknown person. I like I like coming by surprise. I like coming out of nowhere. I like, I didn't expect that. I like all of that. Do you know what I mean? Moving in silence and then bam. You know, so the underdog, the last place is a special position to be in because it means, you know, the world is your oyster, you know, and there's this freedom to create. Okay, what do you want to do from here? The journey starts now. You know what I'm saying? So that's last place to me. That's that's what I think when I think about last place. Yeah. Like that still. You're going to press the button? Do, do. No, no, no. no. It's, it's the, we, we edit the German. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the metaverse. Yeah, that's, that's smart. That's, that's, smart. that's, that's pre-editing. Yeah. That's pre-editing. Next time I see you, 
doing random stuff on road, I know you you interacting with the metaverse. Yeah, 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 yeah basically. Exactly. I just I won't know if you actually ever go mad, so don't. You know what I mean, if you yeah, yeah, basically, basically. So if I'm just like, oh, shit's going, shit's going crazy. What the hell really does that? <laughs> and you know what's mad now? The man them will be doing that. We'll be having the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The man them like. Okay. Oh, so it's only we know what that means. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the metaverse gem <laughs> that we that we're bringing up. Don't 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 put somebody's booty on there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm gonna do that for your one, Dad. That's a girl twerking. I'm poking up. Like no, no. Uh, what advice can you give us for like a uh, young entrepreneur? Anybody, anybody that's trying to be like an uh, entrepreneur or like trying to start things or like is interested in the journey or mm. things like that? What can you, what, what I'll, I'll say the first point is to try and gain clarity, clarity on yourself and where you're trying to go and spend some time on it. I don't think people spend time enough clarifying who they are and where they're trying to go at any given point. It's really important because it paints the picture for you. Um, people don't work on themselves enough to know exactly how they are, how they operate, what they're good at, and what impact they want to have on the world, and or what impact they want to have full stop. So if you don't know those things, how do you know where to go next? And how do you know it's the right thing to do? But if you spend time getting clarity on yourself, getting clarity on the world, and then saying, okay, here's me, there's the world, how do I... How do I take what I'm trying to achieve and put it there. And you you don't, in most cases, you don't even need to try hard because it spells it out for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so clarity is king. It's key. Once you get clarity in yourself, I think it, everything else is easy from there. Like I know what I'm trying to do in the next 20 years because of clarity. How do you get that clarity though? Working on myself, like knowing who I am. How? By introspectively spending time with myself every single day, dismantling my actions, my perceptions, my emotions, my, um, and also the spiritual aspect, which is the things that have happened and why they've happened, how they've happened. I'm mixing that up together to give me some kind of a picture and a conclusion about who I am and what you know, this life wants for me, or in my case, I'll say what God wants for me. Um, in my case, I can, I can say that God wants me. I'll tell you my purpose. My purpose is to help humans become gods. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's it. Simple. Um, and God has blessed, blessed me with a mind equipped to be able to do that. To be able to not just inspire and motivate you, but to help you to understand yourself and the world better. Do you know what I mean? And when you can do that, you can become a God. Because if you can, to become a God is to be in control of one's emotions, thoughts, actions, and be able to express yourself and create. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So... That's going to scare a lot of people, but I was going to say, he's not saying become God. This isn't blasphemous. He's saying become a God. I mean, you don't want to go into that. Let's let people know. Some people are going to be like, who? Because what did he just say? What is the spirit inside you? It's not, not a manifestation of God. What? Exactly. Exactly. What do I know? <laughs> but, <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? 
Yeah, yeah. So, but like I just said, I just told you on how to become a god. Mm-hmm. Really, is it's to be in in control of and and also to be independent. Your source of power has to come from within. You know what I mean? That spirit. Yeah, from from within. If you you have everything within you, and if you can use that and be in control of your life and your thoughts and your actions, then you are God. <laughs> like. That means you're in control of your 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 everything. Yep. So that so so that's what I'm saying. So when when we talk about God and people want to get all spiritual and you know sensitive about it, it's like you can they can think about it how they want to think about it. Resist the slave mind, like Andrew Tate would say. Is it? There you go. Resist the slave mind. (laughs) He's a loveless man, you know. No, listen. If he if he's getting power from it, then power to him. Resist, no, of course. Andrew, resist Andrew, the slave mind. Andrew's Andrew's the man still. Mm. Well, hard, hard time. Because <laughs> you know what is yeah for you to say something like that, mm. and the facts is, we are manif- we got this spirit inside of us. Mm. Whatever we do, we create in our reality as we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And what does God do? Create the world. Mm. But people, the, the programming is like, no, I'm. Human, I don't have a spirit. Yeah. Well, like, 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 like I'm just a me human. I am nothing. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And and it's like okay, I also get that because I am a piece of spectacle, a dust. When you when you talk about the universe, mm-hmm. in the eyes of God, I am nothing. Mm-hmm. God is everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. But if I am part of God and I am made in the image of God, then I am also a God. I'm not saying I am as powerful as the God mm-hmm. yeah. and the you know the God, but I am also a God in my own right. Is your child not a human just because it's one six months old or one month old? You're not going to call mm-hmm. your child a human. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. human being, mm-hmm. just at a different level. So if God was, you know, 10 foot and 10 foot seven, and you are two, Please. one foot, oh, one God. foot two, whatever. Like you is you're you're still part mm-hmm. of God. You still mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So and we can create life. We can take life. But I, uh, it's a whole other conversation. Like, isn't it? What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Resist the slave man that Andrew takes us. And I get <laughs> Andrew. The key is to not know anything, but know a lot at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So. That is that is the impact that I want to have on the world, and um, the advice that I would give to anybody really is clarity. That's I think that's for everybody. Clarity. Spend time with yourself introspectively. Analyze yourself. The the problem is that I have is people do this with businesses. What do they do? You have a business. They will analyze data. They will break it down. Departments, actions, sales, this, that. How do we market, reach this customer? You do that for a business, but you don't, you don't do that for yourself. People do that for other people as well. They'll do it for someone else, yeah. yeah? But, yeah. but you don't do it for yourself. Like, okay, why did I wake up early? Why did I wake up late? Why do I speak like this? Why do I don't speak like this? Why do I, why do I feel that way when someone says this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I good at this, but not good at that? Why am I so angry about this? Angry yeah. or like there's so many things to analyze about yourself to understand the data. To be like, okay, I get it now. Why did this happen to me? 
last year and this has happened to me this year why is it happening yesterday and tomorrow like there's so much to analyze to understand the only way to understand the business is to analyze it the only way to understand yourself is to analyze yourself not critical not judgment just break it down so you can see the data now you can see yourself in in a metrical form and be like oh i see a consistency i see a spike, I see a decrease, I see this, you know what I mean? And you'll be like, right, okay. And guess what? Straight away, you start having ideas, seeing as your God, you start having ideas on how to fix, how to change, how to adjust, how to move, where to go. And all these, now you're just somebody that knows where they're going. And there's something that people that know where they're going and what they're doing have. What's that? Confidence. Now you start moving with confidence because it's like, oh, where are you going? I'm going there. What are you doing? I'm doing this. You don't need to think about it. You ask someone those same questions. Where are you going? Um, I, I'm just, just walking around. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, and then I, I might come home, but then I might go town. Okay. That's not confident. What are you doing? I'm not sure yet. Um, I, might, I might do this, but I might do that. I don't, I'm, that's not confidence. What are you doing? I'm doing this. Where are you going? I'm going here. That's confidence. And when you know yourself and you know life enough, that's how it looks like to people. And you're like, right, how come you're so confident? How come? It's because I, I just know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. It's simple, like, do you know what I mean? Because I've spent time enough with myself to know who I am, how I am, and how I fit into what I'm trying to achieve, where to go first, where to go second, where to go next. And that's why I look so confident or sound confident because I've spent that time doing the analysis, just like a business that you're going like, raw. this is running like clockwork. You might are sick, you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, how come, yo, this is here, you go into a um, warehouse, they're making cars, this is doing that, pass to that, blah, 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 and then the car's coming out there, you're like, this is the next <laughs> level. But it takes analysis, mm-hmm. and it also takes trials <laughs> to then see where you went wrong, fix it, adjust it, and say, Based on the type of car I'm trying to make, this is the kind of line I have to have. If you're making vans, the line is different. A sport car, the line is different. A family car, the line is different. So what do you want? And you can say, based on this type of person, I want to be, these are the t- sort of habits, behaviours that I need to... Do, to, to be, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, you know, like, before you even know who you want to be, you need to know who you are right now. Before you know where you're trying to go... You need to know where you are right now. How do you know that you, you want to go to town if you don't even know where you are? But I think, like we were talking about, like, clubbing and blah, blah, blah. All this is distractions <coughs> from you spending that time on yourself, innit? Yeah, exactly. Like, when people are upset, depressed, or uh, whatever, like, they, 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 they drown those things. And mm-hmm. those are the emotions that you use to kind of go to that place of self-reflection in it it's like say like uh, depression or anger or something where you feel bad about is a a hard rock and you have to chip at it till you crack it open and you realise there's a cave inside and that cave has the answers that you need but people just like oh yeah this is hard it's long like it's, it's a shell. I can't break it. I can't enter it. It's too difficult. It's going to take work. It's going to hurt. I can't. But 
when you buy when you buy yourself and you're depressed and you have to crack open that that initial gate and open and go inside the cave and that's where you're going to see the answers to your problems because mm-hmm. the shell is going to be difficult it's going to be hard to crack but once you crack it inside there is everything most people give up at the shell they give up at the gate they give up at the entrance because it's just like it's, it hurts too much it's difficult but if you sit there long enough and you you keep ripping it open you're going to come back come out healed facts you know what I mean but what people do is they leave it like that and guess what your answers are sealed in a cave and unless you open that cave you're just going to have the same problems you're not going to be healed and you're going to be suffering yeah you know what I mean so yeah spending spending time introspectively is key and I, I had a lot of time to do that and and you know do you know what one of the things that really pushes people into introspective self development is trauma or some kind of a big oh, event facts that really destroys you facts to the point that you have to look inside facts <laughs> and you know what i mean with all and i've had my own version um and and that's what started me off in my introspective journey of looking inside myself and uh, it's probably the it probably the best thing that's ever happened to me same the worst thing that ever happened to me is the best thing that ever happened to me same perspective on it some people don't come out the other side of them things are same because remember that time when my first started to go to the gym and I'm telling you this is the first time I started to go to the gym mm-hmm. and I was and you told me to go to the gym mm-hmm. that was my moment that was my moment mm. that was my moment car I was a student so much so much bogged down that was my moment still and then since then I just went on a mad mm-hmm. journey and mm-hmm. walk no <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me. You hear that people go to the gym. I'm woke. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Everyone yeah. goes through that still. Yeah. Everyone yeah, goes yeah. through that. It's in different ways. Yeah, sure. Um and I'm just I just want to be here to to help people navigate that. Do you know what I mean? Um in a way that helps them feel more confident to navigate their thoughts, their emotions, their actions and themselves. Because, like, you know, like I said, once you know yourself, you're a good man. Because guess what? No one can tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. No one can force things onto you that mm-hmm. you don't want. Mm-hmm. And no one can delude you into being something that you're not neither. Do you know what I'm saying? So then, because a lot of people are what, I'm seeing people, I'm like, that's not you. Who delude, deluded you or, yeah, or yeah, sold you yeah, the story yeah. of, you know, either by hanging around the wrong people. Look at, look at, a lot of the young people in in the areas that are more disadvantaged or in areas where there's a lot of issues and troubles <clears throat> they get dragged into it not because that's who they are mm-hmm. but because they they buy into or are sold a story of some kind of brotherhood postcode or some kind of agenda um do you know what I mean like postcode like that's are you a postcode, bro? Like, <laughs> I, when did your mom raise you? <laughs> like, your dad said, "Listen, we need to defend this postcode." <laughs> you need, you need to, you need to fight for your street, son. Yeah, like <laughs> that's who we are in this family. We fight for our postcode. Like, no, like your parents did not do that. But somehow you went into the world around people that somehow sold your story that that's who you are. 
Like we are we shedding blood for this postcode. Like what? <laughs> like it's literally imaginations made people like create turf in like the areas which is which is actually crazy, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? But if you know who you are before you left that house, if your parents instilled into you and helped you, or even maybe gave you a different identity mm-hmm. that you attached to, say I said that you are a I don't know, say you are a footballer or you are a, a speaker or you are a you know, you're gonna be a pilot, whatever you are, if we stick to that, you're not you can't be sold to be a postcode defender if you're supposed <laughs> to be a pilot. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like that's a whole of a world champion of your yeah. boxer or something else, but yeah, it's it's one of those. So the more you know yourself, the more people can't push their agendas and and, and sell some different version to you because you'll be like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I know who I am. I ain't doing that. No way. You know I'm saying, and 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 it, it um it deters it, it protects you. Hundred percent. Yeah, protects you from people who, you know will come into your life and they'll see that gap like oh he doesn't let me tell him who he is so he can help me get to where I'm going so I'm saying and um, I tell this to people all the time if you don't know who you are people will tell you who you are and if you don't know where you're going people will push you into a direction of where they're going mm-hmm. so or you end up following as well or you end up following um, other people and whatever they're doing so yeah and and it starts from home by the way as well even with um, kids and parents I've known people that have had issues with their parents and I have to tell them I'm like do you know what the problem is and they're like what I'm like they don't have confidence in you they're like I'm like they're not, the reason why they're like this is because they don't have confidence in you you've not shown them that you're capable of looking after yourself You've not shown them that you're capable, that you know what you want out of life. If you have a child that doesn't know what they want and you don't think they can take care of themselves, what are you going to do? One, you're going to tell them what to do or you're going to take care of them by force, which is you're not going out, you're staying in, you're not doing that, you're doing this. And they're also going to tell you what you're doing in life, which is, no, you're going to be an accountant, you're going to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Because you've not shown them that you know what you want. But the moment you t- you show them that I know who I am and I know where I'm going, they'll step off. That's every parent's dream. But before that, there's a thin line. They are fully in control or they're fully letting go. They will control your life, control what you're doing and where you're going because you haven't shown it. Or they're going to say, do you know what? I respect that. In fact, I'm so happy because I'm not going to be here one day. And you need to be able to take charge of your life and now you've shown me that you can so you go and do what you want my mum was like that with me yeah so that's and and people are baffled sometimes and like oh crap I'm like yes you have to show them that you know what you want if they're like you're going to be a count and say no I'm not I'm going to be this are you sure you're going to be this okay fine tomorrow you make sure that you show them why if you want to be a footballer you better be at training every day. They need to know that you believe in yourself. If not, they're like, stop that shit. Don't tell me you're a footballer <laughs> but you're out here playing FIFA. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. 
Don't tell me you're gonna be an accountant, but you're freaking sleeping. Like it needs to match up, mm-hmm. and they'll get that confidence from there. Um, so it starts from home. If you don't know who you are, your parents will take control of your life. Once they let you go, you then need to enforce that in your friendship group because your friends will take control of your life too if you don't know who you are and where you're going. And then, furthermore, in the society, you need to enforce who you are to the society. If not, the society will try and tell you who you are and where you're going. So there's like three different levels for it. Facts. We could, yeah. go, on. We could go on forever, <laughs> no blood. <laughs> ding, ding, motherfucking ding. Facts. So, and, and that's why I respect people who are authentically themselves. Both of you are very authentically yourself. I respect it. I think it's, everyone needs to do that. It takes courage. Um, and to, to ignore everything and just say, no, this is who I am. When everyone's saying, no, you need to dress like this, do this and do it like this. No, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Even when you don't fit in, this is who I am. And you have to literally do that. If not, you get swayed and carried into something else. So I always respect people who are authentic, um, authentic authentically themselves, um, of course. As, as far as who you are is not detrimental to other people. <laughs> I can't be out here just one bombing strangers. Like, That's where. <laughs> so what's wrong with you, boy? He's just like that, man. Right? Like, you wouldn't take him any other way. You know, we're just walking around being all what. <laughs> so yeah, as long as who you are is not detrimental to people. Mm-hmm. You can't be out here destroying people's mental state and say, that's who I am. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. Some people are like that, don't they? Yeah. And people are like that. And then the, the mad thing is those people that actually have that men- mindset of saying that's who they are, while people who are actually good people are just n- not confident enough to, to say, you know, I'm going to be this person and they're following trends. And then the people who are out here destroying everyone, they're, they're like, no, oh, that's who I am. Yeah, I've met a couple of people that I'm just a bit, I'm just a bit destructive. Like I know I'm a, I know I'm a bit self-destructive, but you know, take me or leave me, I'm just like. I'm saying, it's like the wrong people are owning their <laughs> shit. <laughs> Facts. All right, last question. Mm. Where do you see yourself in five to 10 years now? Oh, in five to 10 years, I see my, I won't lie, I see myself in Africa. Mm-hmm. see myself in Nigeria, I see myself um, in a political movement, making changes to my country or my, my state um, and um, being in a position to make things happen, basically. Simultaneously, I see myself as a very successful businessman with a lot of access to resources, money, contacts, and doing a lot of revolutionary stuff that, um, again, will impact people in a positive way, whether it's technology, creativity, health and well-being, in those three sections, basically, and in spirituality. So expect that from me in five to ten years, for sure. Um, we watching. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting that from you now, bro? What you mean at a higher level? Higher level, yeah, 100%, in a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the political um, strategy is because the, the, the only way to make change in, in a way of uh, society from an infrastructure level, especially in Africa, because it's not just the, the, the people needing this and that. It's also, yo, we need good roads. We need schools. We need hospitals. We need um, resources. We need support. You know, all of these things are needed as well to make a community thrive. So my strategy into getting into that is to be able to have an impact on those things. Mm-hmm to develop the place um, 
and um, especially when there's a I think a scarcity of people that really actually care about the country people have fallen out of love and faith and they've 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 lost hope in that place um, because of the corruption and the people that have taken advantage starting from the white people all the way to the black people who are then taken over and and just exploited the place themselves. Talk about Akon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, him too. You know, disguising that he's doing good good stuff when he's just out for himself really. Um so yeah, I, I feel like I'm honestly one of the only people that actually really 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 cares about black people, about Africa, about Nigeria and about the place that I come from. Like honestly, everyone else is just out here to 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 rob the system, you know what I'm saying? So it's essential that you guys vote for me. Mm-hmm. When it's when it's time. When it's time. When it's time. Vote for me. Campaign. You got, you're gonna get a lot of I'm emails saying. and stuff saying we we tried to vote for you, Jason, but your name wasn't on the ballot or anything like that. Twenty thirty two. Yeah. Say less. Comment. You got my vote. <laughs> you got my vote. <laughs> gonna vote from here from Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do my local what's it called? You know, you change the IP address and that. Oh, yeah, that's right. smart. That's yeah, smart. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's just not gonna find a. Uh, D double on uh, on the system because yeah, you're yeah, not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I make I make a fake name. Certain anonymous certain, vote. Certain, certain. Yeah, I might introduce international votes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know you have half a Birmingham. Oh, I might have to do some ancestry thing, bro. Mm. You probably got like oh. great fifty percent Nigerian. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You can get your passport. Get your then. passport. See, is that how it works? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shoot! If if you can show that you've got. Some sort of nationality within the country. Mm, bloodline. Yeah. You you can get that, Kili. See, yo, do it. Whatever it is, even if it's Ghana, we'll find we'll get your passport. That's how people have multiple passports. Ah. Not Andrew Tate though. He ain't got his from ancestry. Oh, he's mixed race though. Uh, so he's gonna quarter. have a deeper deeper. Probably in it. Nah, his dad's black. His dad what? is a black male. No way. Yeah, African American. Bro, he looks white to me. Uh, but him and his brothers, that's black. He looks like one of his parents is quarter caste. I'll show you that after. Like, literally, he looks like one of his parents are like a quarter. Like one of his parents' his parents like had a black grandma. Just so. about. Like he's got a tint. Like, <laughs> just about. It looks, it looks like, it looks it looks like a very tan white man, in it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I get that. That's it. His features, he ain't got no black features. I'll show you that after. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you know the family? Oh, yo, I just a part of it. Actually, my guy. Uh, <laughs> my guy. Yeah, All right, cool. So, um, just before we wrap up, uh, we're going to do a segment that we always do, Tune of the Week. Oh, you're um, week. Yeah. Tune of the Week. Oh, man, I was looking forward uh, to that. <laughs> we're going to go with Hunter first. Um, there's been a lot of good music this week. There's been too much good music, blood. I have to give it to Ash Glitter and Gold. Okay. I think he's on Spotify. That's the one he sent in the group chat over there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I need to check that one out. So. Cold. Mm. Yeah. I've known my man since young. We don't speak like how we used to speak, but I think he's very talented. I've always said he's talented. You know, you know. I yeah, always yeah, praise yeah. my man. Nah, facts, I think facts, he's facts. very, very... He's been like that since my man's been young, though. Like, as kids writing lyrics and music, like, my bars were just basic. 
he would write and I'd be like, what the f- Like, how the, the fuck? Age was that yeah, could, could a kid write this? Mm. Like, you know when you see, when people see them kids on YouTube and they're rapping and it's like, you did not write those. Mm. Like, he was, he was that. He was actually writing those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Damn. was that. He was that. He was that. And like now to see him, um, the most recent song that is released, how it sounds, how the video looks. Yeah. It's just, I'm like, fucking hell. Like, he's actually. Come a long way. Yeah. But it's, it's, He's, he's not been consistent on music because of life and that, but I'll always forever say he's, 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 he's got so much potential. Mm. Super talented, but yeah, that's my tune of the week still. That's my tune of the week. You know your tune of the week? If you don't, you know, I, do I, you know I, I do mine. I do mine. I, I wouldn't say tune. I would just, I would just say maybe artist. I've not listened I've not listened to any music really no do that you can't be the first one you can't be the first one nah I, bro I can't we was listening to music in the car bro you just said yeah this is the hottest artist right now yeah the artist but like uh, that means just pick one of his songs then because that's that's probably all I've been listening to um, Terminator Ashake Nigerian artist, if you know him, he's like the biggest biggest artist right now. And yeah, he's dope. So I'll say Terminator. See, look how nice and easy that was, Jay. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, th- I thought he was going to try and give us, I can't give us a second of the week, but I can give an artist of the generation. <laughs> I was going to try and give us, I was going to like, oh, this geezer. It's like you do. Uh, so is, how, do you how do you pronounce the name? Ashake. Ashake. So there's a, a silent H in there somewhere. Um yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. Well an invisible H because it's not in there at all, is it? Yeah, so it's Yoruba. The the S's just oh, have sh- silent H's in them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when they pronounce it. Ashake. Yeah. Uh my tune of the week this week is it's another one from Drake's album. It's the last tune on the album, the outro mm. song. That outro tune is different for me, boy. What's it called? Uh I guess it's F me. With me, yeah, yeah, like truck, truck, truck. Me. Oh. Yeah. You don't swear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, People are thinking, why does this guy say truck and this and that? <laughs> like, oh, right, <laughs> I, I guess it's F me by Drake. Uh, lo- I think that's the most amazing. Remember when I was singing it when I came to your house? He's like, why is that song? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just kept singing it and just like, what is that? But yeah, that 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 outro, bro, is amazing. At first, it's like, what, like, what's the point of this? No drums, nothing. It kind of the vibe of the outro had no sort of similarity to any of the other previous songs in the album, but it's grown. I mean, it's like my favorite tune now. So yeah, that's my tune of the week. Uh, amazing episode. No yeah. quarter of the week this week. I was looking forward to that, man. But obviously, time and shit. But yeah, mm-hmm. quarter of the week. Mm-hmm. So is that something that a quote that you come across that's powerful though? It's basically on our page, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're not doing it though. We're not doing it. I mean, if you can get it out in ten seconds, then by <laughs> by all means. I mean, I I can give you a little something that I, I I put on my Instagram. I think I said something like, "In the end, well, there is no you and I. Um, in the end, there's just an observer. Yeah. In the end, there's just an observer. So there's no you. There's no I." There's just an observer. So in the core of who you are is just an observing spirit because you're not your thoughts, mm-hmm. you're not your actions, mm-hmm. you're not your emotions, and you're not your body. It's you're consciousness. Just, you're just a conscious observer. That's it. This is why death is not scary. I mean, that's the whole number conversation. 
<laughs> I just moved to a whole other place, bro. Part two, yeah. part two. Yeah, part two. In the next season. Yeah, we're definitely yo, this we could have easily sat here for eight hours, bro. Yeah. Could have stood up, took a break, shook around a bit, stretched and then it's, it's hard to see before you start. Maybe because I've not been doing it. I've told man, I told but, man, I told man. As you go along, I can see how you can end up being here for for hours. Hundred percent. Told man. Hundred percent. And and every every sentence diverts into five different topics of that you can break down and go into. But yeah, um, yeah, man. I think it was great. It was great being here, catching up, catching up with the boys. Them. Um, yeah, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. And just keep trying to push how much impact you're having with your show. And um, hopefully more opportunities, more people that will bring more exposure. But yeah, it's it a great one. It's a good one. And he yeah, plays a right. vital part in this as well. <clears throat> this is his studio. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with this environment. <laughs> Yeah, so I pre- um, appreciate you for letting us use this space as well. Always, so good, bro. Man. Always, we gotta bro. bring each other up. You know what I'm saying? Um, my back is always ready for somebody to stand up as long as they're trying to get <laughs> to, to get to get somewhere higher. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's it. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate. You. Follow me. Oh yeah, social media. Tell them. Social media is uh, JSOTAG, J-E-I-S-O-T-A-G. That's my Instagram tag and pretty much everything else. Tag stands for Think, Aim, Grow, which is what we are going to do and which is what we are doing and which is what we're inspiring people to do. So yeah, JSOTAG on everything pretty much. What's your podcast name? Are you going to say it? Do you know what? For you guys, actually... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've not even put this out. I wasn't gonna ask because I knew it was gonna be like, uh, I don't know, but. Because this is a special episode and this is a finale, I think I'll definitely reveal the name of the podcast. The podcast. (laughs) Podcast is gonna be called Potential Podcast. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And. This year, definitely we're dropping an episode or two. But yeah, just watch out for Potential Podcast. We're about to push potential to its limits. Love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you for coming again, bro. Appreciate you for coming. Appreciate you for allowing us to be here also. Uh, Yeah, great episode. Yeah, but everyone for fucking ages. I know. Everyone like, comment, subscribe. Tell us what you think. uh, Share. I'm sure this one will get about. Um, yeah? Anything you want to say, Tycho? He's like a mute. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to say is peace, love, and light. Yeah. All of that good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in once more. Cool. Uh, and we're out. Yeah.